I remember when we first started. You came to me and you were broken hearted. I took you in and wiped all your tears away. I gave you loving more than any other gave. Don't you know I'm the one and I love you, girl. I don't care what they say. You know you are my world. Come back home to the one who loves you more and more. Soon you'll see that it was me you're searching for. Searching for. I need you and I want you, baby. Bro, Honestly, that's, that's got to be the best it. one yet, man. <laughs> Who's going to top that now, man? Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? That Joey, brought me Joey. back. We need Joey in here. Yeah. We, got, we, we, got, we got a full house here, man. And, and this, this was your idea, Dennis. Like, this yeah. is how it all got started. And when you said you're going to bring the group, you're going to bring the group. That's right. Like, this is insane, the group that you brought. So, I mean, you guys want to rattle off the names here? Because so, I'm not going to remember everybody's really? name. Yeah, well, let's start. Yeah. Let's start from this end here. So I'm Gil, and I run the Avis Developments Division. I'm cool. Paul. Hang on, hang on. We all got to get, there's ground rules we here. We got to get the mic. We all got to get to the mic, yeah. I'm Gil, and I run the Avis Developments Division. I'm Paul, partner in the Avis Electric Division. I'm Mike, uh, partner in the HVAC Division. Okay. I'm Dennis, uh, part of the Avis and Concepts, or Home Automation Division. Nice. And Bruno, also part of the Avis Electric Division. I'm Michael, and I'm part of Avis Plumbing. All right, and then you got your own cameraman here. Reminds me of I'm going to get you a sucker with his own theme music. <laughs> yeah. Eh? yeah, we got JP in the house for <laughs> Big It Up Promotions. And I got Jason from Keystone there navigating the directing skills there. So back and forth, floating around. We're going to try to make this as painless as possible. Yeah. But uh, we got a lot to talk about, right? Yeah. We got sure. a whole lot to talk about. You want to give out the deets first? Because I totally forgot to get you guys to sign that out so then I could actually say it. But you guys want to just give out the website, the Instagram? Yeah, for sure. So we all independently have our own websites and Instagram pages, uh, but collectively we're known as the Avis Group. So the avisgroup.com is where you can get a link to all of our all services. The guys. That's right. Yeah. How old is this group thing? Like when, when it started with you, right? Um, it started with uh, Avis and Concepts. Okay. Avis and Concepts was Paul and Dennis who built Avis and Concepts and it was strictly home automation. Okay. And then over the last X amount of years, um, mainly mainly Paul's idea. I'm the uh, idea guy, by the way. Mainly, mainly, mainly <laughs> Paul's idea yeah. to just say, hey, you know what? We've got all these trades that we work with. We used to hire Bruno and so on and so forth, Mikey. And then we just like, let's expand the Avis name and start putting these under our belt. So when speak. did the expansion start? It started with electric, right? Yep. This electric was the first or second, if you will. Yep. Right. We went from electric to uh, plumbing. Nope. Then we went to Big It Up, which is our social media marketing promotion yeah. company. Yeah. And then Mar from Big It Up is part of the Avis group. Listen, part of the Big Avis It Up group. used to be a hat shop back in the day. Still yes, it's sir. Yeah. So anybody that's my age or slightly to my age, you guys my would favorite know. hat is from Big It Up. Big It Up, mm -hmm. right? So it's actually Big It Up Promotions. So we got, we got, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. clear of that. We searched that one. We searched that one. Yeah. So Big It Up was second or third. Third. And then plumbing came after we brought Mike in and dirtied our whole shop with his muddy boots. Yeah, first thing we said, get those yeah. boots off when you enter yeah. this shop. Yeah. This isn't your traditional shop. Times. So we're going to get into that because now you basically are just bringing all the stereotypes from all the trades right into one trade, oh, which is like right. the cleanest yeah. trade to the dirtiest trade. All you uh -huh. need to do is Avis bricklaying at that point. <laughs> That's right. Then you can really start yelling at people, man. Uh, Manny, <laughs> Manny, we're trying to not give Paul more ideas. <laughs> okay, we're trying to oh, contain. Yeah, more we got, we're trying to contain what we have. Get these guys on board. Yeah, so then after plumbing was 
developments. And yeah. then after developments, we brought HVAC. in HVAC. Uh, Mikey, yeah. Gave us heating and air. And everyone is, obviously, each company is licensed, incorporated, and they all have many years under their belt, right? Mikey, nice. I don't even know how and many years you have. And we're all pretty well partners in almost all the companies, minus mine and Dennis's first start. And yeah. then after, after that, everybody just became partners. We brought in leaders, if we want to call it, and say, hey, listen, we're going to give them the opportunity to come on board with us. That's right. But you got to have the same mindset as what Dennis and I had and our vision. So in, right? they all have the same the vision. family, man. Yeah. You guys are creating yeah, a family. Are. That's yeah, all it are. is. Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. We got a lot to talk about. Let me just do a little bit of house cleaning here. I got to do a little bit of shout outs going on. So first up, as I told everybody, I start doing these video podcasts. I'm going to wear someone else's t-shirt while I'm wearing it. So today's I'm wearing Deluso Ta. Nice. The boys from Deluso, they're going to be on the show again. So thank you so much for the tea. Uh, I also want to mention that uh, Fugalitao, Paolo, uh, at F-O-G-L-I-A-T-I-L-E, he reached out and he has an interesting idea that he proposed to me and I loved it. And so you can check out his podcast on uh, number 170 and uh, watch for this new idea that I'm going to help him with uh, in the new year. It's interesting. It's actually going to change the industry. So I'm looking forward to working with Paolo there. And he'll probably be back on the show as well. And then I also want to do a little shout out to uh, Adnan from uh, ACAD Modular. And so he also reached out. It must have been a reach out week for me or something like that. But he's been on the show on show number 56 and show number 158. He does the shipping container mod uh, builds and engineering. He's an engineer and everything like that. And he came at me and he had a really interesting idea. And I said, I'm down. I'm in. So he's going to be on the show talking a lot of stuff. Ian from Gale Force Masonry at Gale Force. He reached out to me with the question that everybody always reaches out to me for. I'm looking for a hire, a semi-skilled person. If you know anybody, let me know. I know this is a huge long shot. Anybody know a semi-skilled person in the industry yeah, here? <laughs> you either are or you're not. <laughs> so, Ian, I promised I said I'd do it. I did it. Here he goes. I hope you get somebody. Uh, Babak from Condo Works, at Condo Works, uh, sent me a clip from a uh, my favorite little four-letter word, HDTV. Uh, and he sent me a little video clip and, and just the, uh, the amount of drama that was in this clip was absolutely amazing. It was Oscar worthy. You know what I mean? A golden globe warrior. You could pay for that award, how cheesy it was. Right. So we just had a good laugh about that. And I also wanted to share, uh, end this little rollout here on a nice little story that just, it warmed my heart. I was really happy about this little DM that I got. Uh, so at i.westminster.purcell shared me a beautiful story where he's been running, he's been doing job uh, for, uh, renovations for 18 and a half years. He's been running the jobs for 10 years and a first happened for him. And he was actually surprised by this first. He goes, at the end of the job, client was happy, ecstatic. They loved the job. It was amazing. And the client shows up with an envelope with a wad of bills as a bonus, as a little tip. Mm. He's never seen it before. He's seen letters be sent to his boss. He's never had a letter sent to him directly, thanking him and his crew. And he was taken aback from it. And he was asking me, has that ever happened to you, Manny? I was going, yeah, it's happened a few times. I, I politely rejected it and they insist. And then the booze comes out and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you take it and then you're enjoying it. But it was, he was surprised by that. He was, he really was thoroughly surprised by it. And it was a nice little gesture from the client. So I just thought I'd share that because it does happen once in a while that clients actually start to step up and thank us. Yep. Right. Yeah. So let's get on with the show now. Let's talk everything about Avis, man. Yes. Where you guys want to begin? 
<sighs> I remember when <laughs> it all started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to talk about Paul came to me and he was broken I told Dennis, let's get together. And we started Avis. And this is what it became. <laughs> so how old is Avis right now? Uh, Avis from Avis and Concepts? Yeah, just from the very beginning, the very first one. 2009. Eight. 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 I knew that. Okay. 2008. And then the second company to come into play was when? Electric. 2000. 2000. No. Yeah, 2000. Incorporated <coughs> the company, 219 officially. 2000. I'm sorry, 2020. Uh, so hang on. I was Everybody, Bruno, yeah. just grab the mic. Grab the mic and just, yeah. Yeah, take it. No, I mean, I believe that uh, the whole conversation came about um, Paul. I've known Paul for basically, I'd say, a good portion of my life, you know, uh, and and actually, it's amazing because me and Dennis actually met back in grade seven. We were in elementary school that, together. That, that, uh, that's right. So you guys we, are talking trades in elementary school? No, yeah. they used to go to school together, right? <laughs> no, I was just stealing girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, got to say that uh, is one hundred percent true. By the way, um, so um, I mean, you know, we—it's amazing how this group of guys over here that we have, especially with me personally, I have a bit of a background more so with some than others. And, you know, going back to Paul, I've known you for a long time. Our family's okay. from the same town in Portugal. Basically, so. I yeah. met Gil through Paul. Wait, is everybody Portuguese right? here? Pretty well, yeah. yeah. We yeah. got some half-halves. Wow, Carlito, <laughs> well, we Carlito would be in his element, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have one half-half. No, we got two. Oh, wait, one half half. What's the other oh, half? That's right. Italian. Italian. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much the same. He's a wop chop. Just saying. So, so sorry, yeah. we interrupted you. No worries. Yeah. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, like, I mean... I've known I mean, I've known Gil since I, I think I've known Paul because Gil was all was always part of uh, Paul's little clique, right? And then fast forward Dennis, you know, right? And then we have Mike. I've known Mike since he's been in diapers, basically. Not he's still in diapers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's been. It's, it's we amazing. start and finish there. It's Don't amazing worry. how like this all yeah. came together, yeah. right? And then believe it or not, I don't know Mikey, but Mikey knows a lot of like my clique or a lot of guys that I used to grow, uh, uh, grow up with. So. Small world, man, right? It's yeah. amazing how things happen. How we all come together. So, but I think it's the mindset, though. Because one thing that the construction industry is really hard on is everybody's got to be on the same page, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Otherwise, you get friction. Otherwise, you get guys who want to cut corners while other guys want to sand them corners and take care of it and, you know, like do a proper job. So you yeah. got to have the same mindset at that point, right? 100%. So that's hard to find. And you guys have found it here. That's where the family kind of comes in, right? So everybody's on the same page, right? Yeah, and that that was that was our biggest thing from the beginning was keeping the fundamentals of what we learned and discovered and practice with the first Avis company. So it doesn't matter what we do. I don't care for bricklaying next year. I don't care what it is. The fundamentals stay the same. Show up clean. You leave clean. You're respectful. You do what you say you're gonna do. And if you fail, build that integrity again and say, "I couldn't make it, but I'm gonna come tomorrow." Just I'd love basic to, fundamentals. I'd love to see, or you guys tell me, what's the reaction from the clients when they see, because I assume one of you go in and take care of that scope, but then they ask for another part of a scope that's another side of you guys. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, one by one, the team starts to get bigger and bigger on, on a single job site. <clears throat> How does that client react to that? Do they love that idea of having the same mindset show up? Yeah. So it's starting to happen more for us now. Now there's more of that demand. GCs, builders kind of see the advantage of having one group company yeah. with all the trades within it. We were all just at a site on the other day, last week. Thursday or Friday. In King City. Yeah, 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 King City. 
And uh, the builder just, he sat there, looked at it, he's like, this is fantastic. I can literally deal with the four trades. Gil wasn't there, unfortunately, uh, but plumbing, HVAC, electrical, and automation, they needed all four. And we were all there just ready to, ready I, to I go. get the sense that it's almost like a comfort. Like I'm, I'm assured that things are going to get done properly. I don't have to worry about we, things. Yeah, that's that's they what know we what to expect when we show up. On we site. hear I can, that I can leave the, the job site and steal girlfriends, kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I'll help and you. With you that. guys focus. <laughs> Everybody's here, married here, no? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Sort of, sort of. Different laws in different countries. Somebody <laughs> swipe right. That's all. <laughs> it is. Now, now explain to me developments. You know, like I don't. What are you guys doing there? So developments pretty much got started as a as a GC company. Okay. As a general contracting company. It got started actually this year, earlier this year. Uh, but I come from a background of uh, years and years of doing both how, housing, both commercial construction and, you know, site supers, PM and all of that. So finally, we just decided to go out and start this on our own. And with this team, it's actually fantastic because it, it helps me a lot to coordinate my jobs when we have a lot of these teams, especially the key teams, electrical, plumbing, HVAC, in-house. So we coordinate accordingly. Trades come in, come out. Uh, the thing I hate the most is the trades that sometimes it happens where they they just want to get their job done, get over and done with, run out, and not worry about the next trade coming in. Of course. That annoys me like crazy. Of course. So it's great to know that we have a team that actually all of us, we work yeah. together and we care. Yeah. And we look out for the next trade, right? But you guys also are aware of, like, when you sit down and you're trying to develop what it's going to take for your scope, and then you got to add the other scope of different departments, different sections, you have a rough idea how long that's going to take. So you can factor that into your schedule and say, well, I know they can take care of that in that time. I Absolutely. know they can take care of it in that time. They're my go-to people, my go-to trades, right? Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. where the advantage is here. Absolutely. And, and we're all from and work in the same office, so it's a matter of just scream across the hallway and say, "Hey, Gail, how are you coming up with that quote for us?" You know what I mean, or vice versa. Any other trade can just give we, a quote right there because we're we don't have to chase any other trade to give us a quote or wait weeks on hand for, yeah, for yeah. a quote. We're all in the same building, so it's so easy. I want to start with like the whole construction bone to pick. I want to figure out from all six of you guys what's going on wrong in the industry right now because oh you guys God. are trying to fix the industry by doing this this is perfect this is a perfect marriage right mm -hmm. if there was such a polygamy kind of construction <coughs> situation right yeah. this is perfect because you guys are covering all your bases but there's still things that are going wrong in yeah. the industry so what's Huge. going wrong where do we start does someone want to start or i always say it's uh i think the low ballers going in there landing a job and then the customer you know not realizing you know there was a reason why this guy was a lowballer or this contractor or whoever it is was a lowballer. And then they got to learn the hard way. Like I want to don't say, it, but homes on homes always says it. You know what I mean? You know, you get what you pay for at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Someone's going in there cheap. They're going to cut corners and they ain't going to do the job right. And unfortunately, sometimes they got no choice because the customer's budget just doesn't fit into what should be done right. versus what can be done. So what do you, you know? tell your clients at that point? Cause that's our constant argument. Mm -hmm. Champagne, you know what I mean? Beer bottle quotes kind of thing. And clients expect all this because they've been taught or educated by social media and by whatever resources are out there, TV and what have you. They think it costs this, but they're ignoring the professional who's been doing it for so long and has sided with so many other professionals. They know what it works and how much it costs. They know all that stuff. Yeah. So all of a sudden, why are you dismissing the pro and listening to the non-pro? 
and and figuring out that's the right price well you guys must be wrong yeah well there's 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 those customers that want the value and then there's the customers that want the quality and all that you hope for is that you made a good enough impression to get a second shot and i don't care how good you are at what you do your presentation or yourself selling yourself is going to be the difference between getting that second chance or not now sometimes that person is just looking for value and it doesn't matter how good you came to the table, you're not getting that job. And unfortunately, we just have to say, okay, that wasn't our client. Mm-hmm. There is a service provider for every client, but there's a client for a service provider. Yeah, 100%. You can rate an Uber driver all you want, but now he gets to rate you. It's the same thing, Yeah. right? And I'm not tr- trying to throw any customer under the bus or any client, but at the end of the day, that's what it kind of comes down to, right? We can't fit yeah. the, 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 the budget for everybody, for sure. Yeah, I noticed though, once you educate the uh, the client, because some clients just think, you know, I want to move this door, but they don't realize how much work it is. Like there's a light switch beside it or whatnot. Once you educate them, once they get the quote or whatever it is, and oh, this is too high, and you educate them on steps, I noticed that for me has worked a lot. It opens yeah. their eyes and they're like, oh, okay. They're not used to what they're seeing on TV, half hour TV show. Yeah this got moved in two seconds. That's not the way it really is. Yeah. So once you educate them on the process and explain to them, this is why this is this costly because of this or that or this, whatever it may be, they usually tend to take a liking towards you and they usually, that's where the trust comes into play as soon mm-hmm. as they hear that. I so noticed that. You guys can't do a reno in 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Plus, plus commercial <laughs> breaks? No, you can't? Once you, edit, once you edit the video. <laughs> as fast as you want but that's how long it takes maybe an hour at the most (laughs) right right? that's it you just got to move the bus that's all it is man it's done i think social media today is really helping us all you think so i do Uh, so i'm going to speak for avis and concepts right now and if i if a client texted me or called me or emailed me whichever way they got my contact first thing i'll do is i'll say thank you for reaching out click on this link and fill out my job request form I do that because that takes them to the bio of our Instagram. When they get to our Instagram, naturally, chances are they're going to follow us. And even if they don't, they've seen the first few things pop up on Instagram. And that just gives them a little bit of a foundation of who we are so that I don't have to sound like a car salesman when I talk to them when all they want is a quote. Yeah. Well, let them see who we are a little bit. So that way, when we come to the table, they're already thinking, wow, I've seen these guys work. I like what I see. So, so I have to say social media was huge. I, so again, talking on the concept side, I get clients that I go see for the first time and they look at me and they're like, who's my guy, baby? <laughs> Our hashtag is who's your guy. And they're saying it to me. And that's just social media doing its thing, yeah. right? Which is great. They're paying attention to it's it. It's just, yeah. So I just, for that reason, I think social media really helps give you that leverage when you're in one out of, let's call it, you know, a group of, trades bidding on the same job it just gives you that extra push for sure so what other little bones you guys are seeing like other little things that are kind of damaging the industry i mean we know about the low ballers the cash guys and i'm still trying to figure out how they're making money versus how we're making money because legitimate people make money a certain way and cash guys make money a different way right so what else is out there that's negative in the industry that needs to change nobody has pride in their work anymore nobody cares about the work anymore everybody's just too busy and they feel hey I'm busy. Or the quote I'd say, I'm, I'm too busy. You want me to take it or not? You know, move on to the next guy. And then the customer just gets desperate. And then they'll just take whoever 
whoever they can get their hands on to do the job. And then, of course, you know, never ends well when they don't do the research and just take course. whoever it is they want to take just to get the job done. So Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm sure I can speak for pretty much all you guys. Actually, after talking to Gil, I can definitely speak for Gil, too. Job takeovers are huge these days. Every week I'm getting a job takeover from companies that I used to put on a pedestal. They just gave up. They just didn't care. They about didn't give up. They finished, but they didn't finish well. I see this every single day. You go in day. and see mistake and mistake and mistake. I see what I call the head end. The head end is where the ecosystem of all my electronics go. Yeah. And the first thing that comes out of my face is like eyeballs bulging out and clients like, what's wrong? I'm like, you paid for this? And I, I, I'm a no filter kind of guy. And I look and I say, I'm sorry, but I got to speak how I feel. This is an embarrassment. And then I hear who did it. I'm like, really? And I always say it. I, I, I post about this all the time. People will get a job. They'll sell products. They won't really sell the function or the full system provision. And they just don't finish it right. Nothing's integrated. Things are all over the place. It looks like Medusa down inside the furnace room or wherever the rack is. It's an embarrassment. So job takeovers, at least for me, I have to say, they're huge. So many people or companies are doing a job, getting a job, just not finishing. Not finishing and properly. Not finishing properly. Not finishing at all. Even not finishing at not all. Finishing it, at all. It, I've it, already gone to, I've already remember that one? I went to one where they just took off. No. Took the money and ran. Yeah, took the money and ran. Not even finished. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. A lot right of that. So then clients are like, just, we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Or things are not working properly. And, and the worst part about that is you feel bad because they've spent money. Of course. They spent money. And no one wants to go in and charge someone more money for something they should have gotten already. I would never want to feel good doing that. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. And I posted about this the other day. It's just, but sometimes you just have to hear it. You've got to spend a little bit of money to fix the mistakes and to make it complete. It's so much harder to reverse engineer something than it is to just build it right the first time. It's the same amount of time. I've always said, like, when you're there the very first time you're running everything brand new, it takes the same amount of effort, man, mm -hmm. to you get are. it done. But properly. it's a lot more, Manny, to go backwards because oh, 100%. if I walk into a Medusa of a head end, first I got I to gotta figure out what, I, what products are in place, how they have it programmed, how it's wired up, because then I need to take that apart. You can't do one wire at a time. No. That's a fake no. world. It needs to completely come down. No internet. You're not getting any touchscreens, no shades, no TVs. Nothing's working. You're down for a few days. And then you can start again. Right? I had to do a favor for a friend in an old, old condo in Toronto. And they've got that old, uh, whatever, the telephone cable wire that's running through the entire feed. Cat that's, 3? Yeah, so and it loops from one unit to the yeah, other? and it's servicing all the... The, whoever's still using phone lines versus yeah. the VoIP or whatever. And so at first we, we quickly realized that they weren't connected. There was no voltage whatsoever. So he was metering every single line, but then all of a sudden he finds one. There's a charge on it. So someone's still using that one. Mm. So he literally had to go through, I think over 150 lines to make sure. And out of those 150, he found five that were still active mm. because the condo would actually freak out if you just cut them all because the wall was gone and you're putting an island there now. But that took so much effort, so much time to just do that versus, I guess, these fly-by-night guys would have just snip, oh, yeah. gone. It's <clears throat> very funny that you're saying that right now because that happened to me this week. 
it, it took them a whole day to do these, to track every single it's a one. Condo on Church Street that I was wow. literally at the other day. It was a little further north uptown. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. They had a 25 pair, what we call a 25 pair telephone line. They had RG59 cable loop system, which yeah. goes from one unit yeah. to the other. Yeah. And then, in, and these guys didn't notice it, but inside that 20 fair, 25 pair junction box, there was five fiber lines, five thin fiber lines that they just obviously ran more recently. Those are brand new, yeah. To the naked eye, it looks like quad wires, like alarm quad four conductor. I go, guys, these are fiber. You are not cutting that. But the crew was really good. The GC there was really good. That's why we, they actually had us there, and we made the whole plan of what we were doing. But it's funny that you're saying that. That's exactly Because it's encountered. too easy just to cut it and not mm-hmm. actually do the work to figure out, well, hang on a sec, there might still be some homeowners here yeah. that are still using, and people still are using phone lines. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're at a certain age bracket, but you are still using it, right? Yeah. Well, the crazy part is three cable lines was going up and two coming down or vice versa. And they need to cut that conduit because they're rerouting to put a kitchen island there. Yeah. And there's no wall that's going to be there. Yeah. And it was crucial that that splice happened at the same day that you rerouted. I'm like, because you're dropping people's signal up and below you. So that's exactly what we did. We just rerouted it to get it out of there. So that was the only way to do it just for five people. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's just how it is. It's the same thing. So when you guys get into plumbing and hang on, electrical, HVAC, HVAC. HVAC. who's electrical? Bruno's electrical service as well. Like plumbing and oh, so it's everything, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Service is huge. 24 hour service on plumbing. Yeah. Oh, that's where all the Mike money is, sleep. right? Mike, doesn't sleep. <laughs> Mike says he doesn't want to sleep. No. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> you don't? No. I'm young. I might as well start. How young are you? 33. Who's the oldest here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> guilty. Guilty. How the old? Idea, man. All I'm 52. Oh, you just beat me, man. Oh, did I? Two years. So you're the youngest? Yeah. yeah. So it's a good cross-section. So now there's an extension, no? There's more guys that are part of the team, no? Yes, like employees yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Absolutely, yeah. We're all the partners. The so how many in total in the entire outfit? Oh, I think it's like 23 or 24. No, I think. Oh, wait. We got rid of two yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got rid of two guys, unfortunately. But, uh, like yeah, got rid of, like construction out. got rid of, or like, like just they went? No, no, we own. got rid of them. Uh, <laughs> no. So some concrete, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah exactly. Uh, concrete bathtub. Uh, yeah, twenty. There was twenty-six of us, I think, at one point. Something Minus like that. I've lost count. Yeah. Uh, we have obviously all of our lists, but yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, so who's keep, handling all the admin, man? So that's the great part about this. The Avis Group is the management company for all our companies. Avis Group holds our lease for our place. Okay. That's annoying. No. Yeah, that's just the cleaners there. We had to leave the door open. It was going to get a little warm here. The Avis Group holds the lease to our facility. Yeah. And the Avis Group has the staff for our admin. The admin handles the admin for all the companies. So it's a way for us to actually, as we grow, to not have individual admins and keep costs down. Yeah, because that would just be a nightmare and also very time consuming. Which it will get to that. There's 100%. But you grow the admin team the same way you're growing the trade team, right? Exactly. So you both grow at the same time. That's right. Yeah. And we've got Elena and Ellie in the background. Shout out to you. What, what? <laughs> they, they kill it. Yeah. They, they kill it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I want to I talk a little history here, guys. Obviously, it's related to home automation. So hopefully, you should get this. 
All right. All right. When was the first automation invented? That's vague. What industry? Well, this would have been like just in general, the very first time that it was ever used. Like, well, invented first and then used. For a certain thing, like a certain device? Uh, I don't know, but you could probably see past my page here. Yeah. <laughs> <That's a tough laughs> one. 1966. 1966. The Echo, uh, Echo 4, and it was a Jim Sutherland. He worked for uh, Westinghouse, I think it was. Oh. Electronic computing home operator, hence the Echo. Electronic computing home operator. And uh, it could store recipes, relay messages, control homes, temperatures, uh, churn out grocery lists, and turn on appliances and off. So now when was the first smart home device put into the market? No idea. 1975. The release of the X10 was the home automation platform. X10, oh my. It sends digital information through radio frequency bursts on the home existing electrical wire. So that was traveling through phone wire. Yeah. 75. I didn't even realize it was that far back. Uh, No, it wasn't phone wire. What would it have been then? X10? Yeah. Well, what, what X10 wire? had an RF module downstairs that spoke to all the light switches, but they just got wired with straight 120. Hmm. So it's funny because it's actually very similar to how Lutron runs, except the frequency was much It's different. different. Yeah. Home automation began to increase the popularity in the late 1990s and as early as the 2000s as internet technology started to develop faster for smart homes suddenly became a more affordable option. Is it affordable? 100%. Okay. Uh, what was the first home assistant device? First home assistant device. So the first uh, uh, modern digital virtual assistant was what? Ooh. Let's think about this. Whose no. phones? How many phones we got here? Who's got Android? Who's got Apple? Right here, Apple. Siri. All right. Siri was the very first. That's the first digital virtual assistant. And uh, this, this is funny. It actually was first featured on the iPhone 4S. Oh, wow. October 2011. Wow. Yeah, that's got to be right because that's before Google, before Alexa, before all that. Yeah. Uh, what was before Siri? Siru? Uh, <laughs> da, 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 Kalu. Oh, that's funny. So Siri Google? app was a spinoff of SRI, International Artificial Intelligence Center. It was an offshoot of the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency funded by Kalu. Huh. So I guess it came from the military. Uh, what is another name for home automation? Um, smart home? <laughs> what I like. Smart home technology. Smart home, yeah. I like, I like to use integration because those are the catchy words. Those are the good marketing words. But integration <laughs> is Integration is what makes sense. Yes. All right. So where do we want to go now, guys? Wherever well, let's talk HVAC, here. man. Like I yeah. just, I'm always fascinated by HVAC. Yeah. Well, I guess we're changing seasons now. Nobody changes their filters. Nobody pays attention to anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of people. dust, like everybody, right? One but of, one of the uh, most common service calls. HRVs, no? Uh, dirty filter, like you said, no one changes them. Uh, I have yet to meet a client H- who actually cleans their HRV filter. Yeah, that's another issue. You're supposed you to do it, what, every six months or depending uh, on how? Yeah, it depends how, how frequently uh, you get your ducts clean. That's yeah, huge. Your filters. Yeah. Do they have filters? Yeah, people don't. Uh, yeah, you're blue. You just blew my mind. <laughs> Ducks clean. What are you talking about? You clean when you're, I guess, selling the house or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's definitely important. Uh, it's actually something that most people don't even realize. And again, 
uh, Duck Cleaning has a dark cloud over it because of all the, you know, spam. Yeah, all the calls yeah, you get. Oh, you mean all the calls I'm all getting the, you know, yeah, from Bangladesh, and yeah, they're offering us a deal uh, this week. You know, yeah, uh, you know, ten thousand square foot house, same price as a thousand square foot. House, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, one twenty nine. So uh, unfortunately, it, it does it does um, you know uh, basically uh, give give duck you know the proper companies that are doing proper duck cleaning job a bad name and, and a re- bad reputation. But it's really important to do that. Uh, every three, four years, on average, clean your whole ventilation system, which helps then keep you know your filters. Hang on, hang on. Come closer to the mic there. Yeah, you're oh, okay, just kind of drifting off there. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really important to uh, maintenance in your systems, right? The, the, the cleaning your, uh, making sure your filters are always clean. Uh, again, your you you know every three years, get your ducts clean, your whole ventilation system clean, uh, which will help you know cool and heat your uh, your your house better um it isn't amazing though when you they're complaining about something you go in there and the first thing you do is check your filter Mm -hmm. and you pull it out and it looks like this metallic grayish kind of tone and they just look at you like okay is not what it's supposed to look like no it's white in the beginning right so if it's looking like that you change it and if you're talking about a 20 dollar filter change it right change your filter at least four times a year yeah twice every you know two three times every something in the during the summer when your AC is working, you know, three times during the winter, maybe four even. And again, it all comes down to how you got to check your filters. Some houses are a lot cleaner than others. And, you know, if you have carpets, uh, pets, smokers, those that, you know, your ducts get a lot dirtier, your filter gets a lot dirtier a lot quicker, as opposed to a house that's all uh, hardwood, ceramic, that, you know, don't have pets, that don't smoke, that, you know, le- less people in the house as well, right? A lot of, uh, a lot of the dust in our home is all... Uh, our skin, 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 yeah. right? That's all it skin, is. Skin, basically, and yeah, and I have a lot of well. snakes yeah. in my house. <laughs> yes, so you can snakes in your house coming snakes, into man. house. I'm kidding. Yeah, what so are you in Australia? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Depends where you live too, right? You live in a busy, busy area. A lot of, a lot of traffic that also, also contributes to all the dust in your home. So, but it's also uh, stress on the machine. So why do you want to fatigue your machine that you spent so much money absolutely. for? Absolutely. I'd just rather change the filters. Yeah, change the filters. You'll have better cooling. You'll have better heat. A lot of my service calls, you know, uh, a lot of in the summer with an AC that's been iced up, it's ice, starts to ice up. Uh, usually it's either a dirty filter, uh, clogged up coil, a coil, which unfortunately gets, uh, no one actually tends to really maintenance. Yeah. It's something you don't really see. A lot of technicians sometimes don't even care to clean it because, again, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Right. If you don't have access between the furnace and the coil, how are you going to access that? You got to take that whole front. And that's the other big thing that I have a problem with is when your clients bury the furnace, Mm -hmm. bury the hot water tank, bury everything and and use it as storage or just bury it. It just build the walls closer and closer to it. Mm -hmm. And this is like the nerve center of the house. And why are you guys doing this, man? Don't do this. You're going to kill the machine a lot sooner than you. And machines nowadays are not cheap. The. Working in Toronto, downtown especially, where I spent most of my life, half my life working in the trade with my father, etc. So uh, the, the, ter- the homes in Toronto are very close together, low ceilings, tight. You don't have the space. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times, unfortunately, as a, as a HVAC tech, when you go there and install a furnace, we have literally no room to do anything. So unfortunately, sometimes it, it doesn't come out as we'd like to. Uh, unless we change the whole, you know, system, system, yeah. and, and obviously a lot of clients are not going to go that route. Um, 
So that's the unfortunate thing in, in Toronto, as opposed to going, you know, a little bit more north and, and east or west when you have these larger homes, tall, you know, higher basement ceilings where you have the room and the space for, you know, not to congest your, your, your uh, HVAC system, right? It's really, really important, the airflow, um, that's not obstructed with a, you know, coil right up against the furnace or uh, right above the PTO where the exit of the, of the air leaves, right? And it's, uh, it all contributes to the airflow you have in your home uh, and, again, how, how good or bad it is in cooling and heating but HVAC in general is like a big ticket item right so it's hard like you guys are all individually doing your own sales right so Mm -hmm. you guys are all going in and and determining the scope and presenting the options to the clients and i just find that hvac's grocery list gets high fast right and then all of a sudden they start compromising on what can or can't be done and recently i had a client who bought a new property insane amount three million dollars and and obviously the previous owner made a good chunk of change and left town and it was wonderful but there was a lot of problems in this house and the first thing is they move into this house and there's it's like a floor and a half kind of thing and the second floor was an oven during that heat wave that we had during the summertime right so i they asked me and i said well here i sent my hvac guy so he goes there and he goes there's nothing going up there there's no air going up there and there's no return air coming back from there right so he goes that's how hot it is and he's and he's just trying to explain to them what's worse is how cold it's going to get so we're trying to schedule a day for them to go back and just assessing and come up on options because we talked about wall mount. We talked about a system up there, a second system to that kind is. of compromise. Yeah, whatever, all that kind of stuff, right? Pump, yeah. And then I was there recently, and all of a sudden she says, well, you know, it seems comfortable for now, so we're going to leave it. We're going to try to survive through the winter and see how bad it is. And I just, if it was really hot in the summer, it's going to be freezing in the winter. Absolutely. Yeah, that's common coldest, sense. Coldest room in the winter is going to be the hottest in the summer. That's just how it's going to yeah. be. And air returns are huge. You have to circulate, circulate the house, house, right? You got to draw that hot air in order to push that cold air up. Yeah. If you got no air returns, drawing that air, it's, you know, yeah. in the winter it's a little bit better because heat rises as opposed to, you know, uh, AC where the cold air drops. But again, it, without returns and the proper returns uh, in your home, your people are not going to be comfortable. Are we getting a little? Um, and I'm putting myself in that group there. But I love my eco BA and I love my sensors. Like I just, for the sake of wasting more time on my smartphone, I'll just check out what second sensor is doing, what third sensor is doing, and making sure that I'm within a degree or two or whatever, both of them. Are we getting spoiled? Because when I grew up as a little kid, man, it was a little mercury thing that you yeah. kind of had to dial. Yeah. And then your dad would yeah. smack you and push it down. Yeah. And then your mom would put it higher and back and forth, right? Yeah. But technology is overtaking HVAC now, right? It is, yeah. It's, it's endless right now with uh, what could be done just through your thermostat, right? Yeah, through your phone, control everything. Your HRV, your, uh, your you know, your furnace, AC, your uh, humidif- humidification. Yeah, you know your steam humidifier. Um, another another thing that people tend to. Um, uh, I'm just hearing you like so soft. That's all it is. I'm really? trying to figure out why. But uh, yeah, if you could just speak I'll, up, maybe I'll come a little closer. Just to get Gil's radio voice here and just put it <laughs> over there or something. <laughs> but, Hello, baby. <laughs> so um, I'm Gil. You know, uh, so. Uh, but yeah, so I was just trying to, I lost my thought. I was going to try to figure out what I was going to do. But I mean, are we getting too addicted to that? Or are we kind of, it's actually a good thing where the future is going to come down the pipe and now our homes could actually be a lot healthier. Mm-hmm. That's the objective, right? For sure. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great thing that's, uh, you know, we have all the technology to, 
to help us and see what, what's really going on and remind us, hey, change your filter. Yeah. You know? uh, home automation, we set reminders for that yeah. as well as notifications, see? push notifications, oh. Emails, oh, really? announcements through touchscreens. Yes, absolutely. Just saying. So generally speaking, in the Toronto area here, our humidity levels, just for all the clients that are listening, I guess, and anybody wants to learn, where should it be set at? What should we be looking at for the winter months, the summer months? Kind of, where do we want our humidity? Average, uh, I would say around 35. Okay. Is, is normally, again, it depends on size of your home, R value, you know, the, the, the uh, how many windows, heat loss. It, it all, it all yeah. depends, right? But usually the average is 35 give or take so where's that sweet spot when you start getting too much condensation in the winter months on your windows and then because the air is just way too dry and kids are waking up with nosebleeds and daddy didn't beat them no. and uh, like <laughs> yeah, you know man. you're like that's humidity trust that me was your mother Again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's actually a tricky question right because uh it comes down to um again i find that the old humidification systems um you know the flow throughs the, yeah the, the wheel with the with a little tray of water yeah 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 uh on, on a larger scale home um don't work as well because once your once your uh your your house is at a set temperature your furnace maybe works on an average maybe 12 minutes give or take to maintain it at that temperature it doesn't give it enough time for the humidification to actually start going through your system that's why i you know i, I believe now that the why they came up with these steam humidifiers because instant steam and it's, I love those, man. Yeah, and it's it's constantly going th with circulation with your fan motor as yep. opposed to when your furnace goes on, right? So, I you know those those work obviously a lot better. They they do cost a lot more, and I've had uh, I've had a, a, a few uh, clients of mine saying, "Great, I wasn't aware of uh, you know how much the." Uh, energy cost is to those is to it are they power consuming? they are yeah. they are a little bit consuming if you go with the 240 volt right um i mean you kind of got to weigh your options do you really do you want good humidification in your house instant where you know especially if you have a lot of hardwood flooring grand piano etc you know like it, it makes a difference right it, it it you're getting proper humidification in your home you're getting proper humidity you feel comfortable you're not waking up dry some people don't that's all they care about obviously right comfort in your home is, is huge which I find a lot of people tend to forget when they're installing a furnace or an AC or doing a brand new home. They tend to cheap out on that because, again, it's, ah, it's a furnace. It's in the furnace room. It's not All the more reason why you shouldn't do it at that moment because you still got wood and wood products that yes. built this house yeah. that are still drying out. Yeah. Why do you want to snap dry them fast? Exactly, right? So, you know, spend that. Spend that extra buck on that steam humidifier. And yeah. It'll go a long way. You know, so... Uh, you can make your house look as beautiful, as gorgeous, modern as you want. But if you don't have comfort in it, if you're cold or you're hot. Or you, People forget they, how much time they spend inside their, their home. home yeah. They spend and a lot of time. You know, HVAC is, 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 is huge, right? The, yeah. the, 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 the comfort in your home, you know, the air quality, the, it's the air that we breathe in our home. People don't realize, a lot of people don't realize how, how polluted our indoor air it's bad home it's bad yeah it is really bad i mean i'm one of the people that actually opens up the windows come springtime because i want to start airing things out right or if you get that little warm spell in winter you open it up yeah. but most people keep it sealed go right from season to season to season sure. and your house never opens up yeah. and you depend on the hrv and all of a sudden you're not cleaning the filter mm -hmm. it's doing, and it's pointless it's doing nothing right? i want to ask you yay or nay on aria events huh 
because uh, it's it's a touchy thing when you talk to pros. So it's a touchless thing when you're talking to designers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rather listen to the pros at that point. I'm sorry because it's a mechanical thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a as much as you want to try to. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's fine. You you came up with porcelain veneers, mm-hmm. but if you go and put a black light on it, I'm still going to see your teeth, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just I need yeah. to like it's more of a mechanical thing. So that should be the first function. But I I talk to so many HVAC people. And it's I'm getting a lot of yay or nay, man. So cosmetically, they're 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 beautiful. They look nice. Of actually, uh, I just did a, a f- huge home that uh, he actually ended up going with the Ari events towards the end, which was a big no no because you're supposed for to for both return and also feeds. Yes, okay. Yes. And I already had uh, I already had um, prepped them in for regular four by tens, but we agreed on a yeah. contract, you know, standard grills. And at the end, he's like, I want to go with Ari events. So. Well, you're a little late for that because it's all drywall. You're supposed to incorporate that during the drywall stage. There are different types of ARI events. Um, and now in terms of efficiency-wise, it's hard It's hard to – I'm not an engineer. I didn't, I didn't design them, so I can't sit here and say, yeah, they work great or no, they're not, they're not that good. Um, but if you open – I mean, and I find some of them actually don't come with dampers, volume dampers. The actual you're talking about cold air return ones no no, uh, no the uh, the actual supply lines yeah. so they're uh <clears throat> no they do come with two louvers so they have so they have all these louvers that you break off so on the cold you, air ones on the cold air yeah. yeah and then on the supplies some of them do some of them don't so yeah. you got to be careful when you order them make sure you get the ones with the louvers so you can adjust the you know the balance in the air to each room yeah um i think they're i think they're really nice it's a clean look it's nice i'll be honest they're a lot nicer than the than grills grills right yeah yeah and your ceiling and then if you put like metal or you know or plastic it looks cheap kind of so but i go back to is it doing the job is it's it supposed doing to be the doing job, the job? Uh, I, th- I think it's a little soon to to really know because they're they're what maybe a couple years old yeah four or five years old is right okay, yeah that was less than that, but yeah i mean I, they had to they had to go through some some tests they do the, the concern i have is when you get a home that wants to retro all of them so you literally are taking out whatever's existing air supply wise cold air mm. return and you're just swapping it out for their version yeah. and what i'm hearing from the engineers is they're saying that it's not the equivalent i i find the the return air yeah yeah i believe that it's not it's not as equivalent so you're not you sucking enough air, air you yeah have a thin little all around as yeah. opposed to a whole grill that's old i think there. it's fine <laughs> so back again, to the back to the aesthetic there yeah. <laughs> aesthetically yeah cosmetically aesthetically it is there you can't beat an area event it looks beautiful in the home especially if it's a modern home right yeah but uh efficiency wise i'm still i'm still to hear yeah your name so it's perfectly honest. fine to swap out dennis's furnace every seven <laughs> eight see, years see the person that <laughs> renovated my house they decided that no returns were necessary at all yeah I had to get the archives of every sale of my home to visually see with my eyes where the walls were to locate my returns. So like I said, our events are fine. (laughs) I will take any return, period. Yeah, Yeah, I have to now figure out where I can put a return and punch into the return line because I've got no returns on my main floor. That's that's, that's horrible. Zero returns. I want to talk a little OBC, guys. You guys want to knock on some electric cars? Sure. Because, you know, everyone knows how much of a fan I am of electric yeah. cars. Uh, OBC uh, code, it now supports EVs, electric vehicles, right? There's three levels. Do you guys know what the three charging levels are? 
You're looking at a plumber here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bruno, sorry. <laughs> so charging levels, I mean, in respects to what exactly? So there's three different levels that you can actually set up for an EV situation I mean, in a residential construction. Okay, so I mean, um, to my knowledge, the biggest level would be a 60 amp level, which I believe the Tesla Model Model 3S, I believe it is. Um, and then you have what, what we call a universal, which is anywhere between a 15 amp NEMA 3 uh, rated um, receptacle as much as, or as low as the 15 amp or as high as a 50 amp. Um, it's a universal charger. And then you have your um, your your universal um, vehicle chargers, which can go anywhere from like 15 to 60. I mean, it depends on make, model, manufacture, and there's a lot of different areas. He's, he's, he's pretty close. He's pretty close on all three of them. The first one is that 15 amp, which is just a regular plug. Then the Nissan Leaf, it could actually be plugged in. I mean, who's going to buy a Nissan Leaf? Just saying. <laughs> the <laughs> Nissan Leaf owners. This show is brought to you by Nissan Leaf. So the second one is the uh, the electric vehicle supply equipment, so the EVSE. So this charges a battery a lot faster, and it uses basically a dryer stove. So you're using 30 amps, right? Uh, that could be charged. So that same Nissan Leaf can be fully charged overnight, right? And now the third one is the supercharge, which is the rapid charge, right? So this is slowly becoming the standard, I guess, in more commercial applications where you're basically using 480 volts of juice for DC current, and it could charge most EVs 80% in a half hour. Really? Wow. So Ontario Homes now required to support level two charging. So you got to get to at least the 30 amp. That's what you guys start doing from now on. And also our lovely government there, because he loves throwing money away, mm -hmm. is a $1,000 rebate uh, for any EVSE installation. 50% of it covers the product and 50% of it covers the installation. That's, That's for like retrofit? Like even yeah. if, you, if you add one in after? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's actually amazing to know. I mean, uh, even talking to our customers, um, an incentive for them to do it, right, is listen, I get it. There, there's a cost to it. But there's you a know, rebate. There's also a rebate. So yeah. if you're not aware, I mean, no, generally I'm aware, speaking, right? how much does it cost? So if you've got an existing structure and you want to run that charger in the garage, so I guess it depends on the scope. If they finish the basement, or if they finish. So I'm going to give you um, a very ballpark. Very, okay, uh, ballpark. Um, do you have 200 amps or 100 amps? Good question. Good question. It's going to be different if it's 100 I, or 200. Am I going to charge you, let's just say, a couple thousand bucks, or, or, or am I going to charge you six or seven thousand bucks? Now, isn't it true that all feeds going into every Ontario home is the line is 200, but they've set up me, uh, panels for 100? No. no. So, I mean, the I mean the, the correct setup is, uh, rule of thumb is, if you have an underground service, they set it up for 200 amps so that they're not going to disrupt the actual um, existing uh, landscape. Yes. Right. So they'll run a um, three-inch um, conduit from, or even a direct barrel cable, upsize it. Although they are they are fusing it at, at the at the transformer base for only a 100 amp. So overhead, usually it's what you uh, what you have is what you get. So if you do want to upgrade your service, there's some usually utility fees in Toronto. For some reason, Toronto they charge you uh, a, a, a maintenance and mafia. Fee. Whereas any other district in Ontario, for the matter, they charge you nothing, zero. So if you live in Toronto, you know, you're going to pay, uh, I'd say, about a thousand bucks more than anywhere else. What does Toronto charge for line protection? Uh, I think it's going to run you about. If you want it done tomorrow, it's a thousand bucks. If you want it done three months from now, it's about 20 bucks. Actually, last time I had to um, do line protection or uh, call for it, it was about 3,200 bucks. Jesus. Yeah. Holy, that's a yeah, lot. To put those orange, um, you know, guards. Those covers, yeah. yeah. And I mean, 
There's a, there's a cost, you know, for uh, doing work in Toronto, right? I mean, it's... I would just use, like, copper pipe covers. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, <laughs> and ground it right, to, ground it right to the kids' basketball hoop right on the end of the driveway, right? And it's funny because <laughs> no, the copper pipe covers, you know, the sponge ones. <laughs> There's going to be a splice, and someone's going to touch it. So let me it. tell okay. you a, a bit of a story. And, and, and Paul, he's he's been doing this with me for long enough, and he know he, and and he knows. Paul, the last time that you had to go um, look at example. Um, a customer bought a, a spa kit, right? And that spa kit cost them an X amount of money. So now they came to us, how much to install it? So then we go to us and we say, well, that's great. Uh, before I give you a price, what service do you have? And then I have to tell them, listen, by the way, you got to upgrade your panel. And they're like, no, no, we just want the power to the hot tub. I'm like, I understand this, but if we're going to do this legit, if I'm going to hold your warranty, and if I'm going to warranty my work, I need to tell you that we need to do an upgrade. Unfortunately, you know, people can sell all day. You know, we'll give you the spa for 70% off, 80% off, get it now, and we'll give you an additional uh, a cover and this and that. Great, you sold it. But now what you didn't tell the customer is, that, by the way, before I sell you this 60-amp spa, maybe you go with this 30-amp spa, because with the 30-amp spa, now you can install without any issues, yep. without impairing any codes and violations. But, I mean, they, they don't care. You know, no. they're going to sell it to you. They're going to give you all the bells and whistles. And then, by the way, the attrition is going to tell you that you have to pay another... X amount of dollars to upgrade your service. You know, so I mean, it, it sucks that people are getting misled because all these manufacturers and all these, um, you know, uh, wholesalers, they know for a fact. But they it's know. not their responsibility. No. Uh, of, of course no, not, right? Not. The homeowner should do a bit more. Their homework. Yeah. Okay, so, so for the homeowners listening, what's the rule of thumb? You can't go over 80% of power consumption? That is correct. Okay. So if your panel says that, many know that. Unless, eh? unless <laughs> per many, of course, you have. You have a Leviton panel, which is now rated at 100%. Yeah, but right? what's, what's the dollar uh, sign? Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say about 10 times more than a regular panel. Wow. So, I mean, that, that just goes to show you, right? Um, Whatever happened to the low-voltage homes, man? I remember a few years back, everyone was pushing the low-voltage homes, and everybody was just running phone wire through the whole house, and no more 14 yeah, I mean, So, <laughs> that is no better than I would, but I know that as an apprentice, um, I used to do work for an old-school Italian um, and he's no longer uh, around, God bless his soul. But we used to do work in conjunction with another automation company. And back then, there was no such thing as line voltage automation. It was all cat fives everywhere, and basically that ran his whole entire system. Dennis, I mean, you would know more than I would, but that used to be, when I used to um, be an apprentice, it was like, why are we running cat fives into these boxes for? And why are, why, why is it, for me, it was all br uh, 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 brand new. And I saw like a million little modules inside this little closet or the middle room. And I'm like, what's all this for? Buses. I mean, yeah. Buses, yeah. That's right? all it so was, right? Pros and cons. Yeah, there's pros and cons to both. I love the 120. The 120. So are people using them now or is it just? It's still both. Uh, really? there's, there's a pro and con to sticking with what they call 48 volt bus system. Okay. Where it's low voltage keypads that kind of talk in conjunction. Or you go high voltage. I like the high voltage because you still get safety lighting if the processor goes down. Right now, we're working on a project that's like 18,000 square feet. And the one thing that sold the client is, you know, because there's other people competing against this job where there was, not anymore, um, is that... Um, concrete? Concrete slab, main floor, yeah. Uh, no, no, the other yeah. people. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, bathtub, <laughs> concrete. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, having the safety lighting if the processor goes down. It's not a common thing. Processors don't go down daily, weekly, even in years. 
but things could happen. And when I said that the safety is still there, every high voltage keypad will always have a local load. Bruno, are you seeing an increase in generators, standbys? Uh, I've done two in my life. Okay, so I probably say I've probably done about a handful of gens in the past six, seven years, r- uh, roughly. I am seeing that there's a high demand. And with that being said, um, I can sell you a generator today, right? But I'm going to tell you that it's about a, a year to a year and a half in back order. There aren't any. No. And if you do get one, I would say you lock it up because if it's anywhere to be found, it's going it's, to go, right? When they take your F-150 as well. So I was lucky enough to actually find one. Uh, we bought one last week, Paul, right? And now I have a one. My other issue is that it's great. I found a, a Generac, but I mean, I need a transfer switch. <laughs> so without the other, I can't That's really. That's the same thing? It's the about pro- 6 to 12 months uh, lead times right now, minimum. Where are they being manufactured? Like uh, they're well, they're 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 based out of um, I believe they're based out of um, either either uh, Philadelphia or it's, it's down in the states, but they have a plant in Mexico, which I mean nowadays, who uh, who doesn't? Yeah, it's I think it's more of of a demand. Sorry, uh, more of a supply uh, issue where there's there, there's too much demand not enough supply, and that's, I think, due to the amount of people that are now going through these, you know, uh, power uh, outages, especially, like, you know, in the rural areas. Yeah. Um, it just, it, it depends. I find that a lot of people down by the lake, example, in, uh, you know, around the beaches, I've had probably, I'd say, a Huge. good dozen people call me in the last six months. And I'm like, well, you know, have you had a lot of outages? And like, well, we have a lot of rain, um, uh, windstorms over here because we're, we're, we're by the lake. And people are just, they don't want to be without power, right? They, they, they need that peace of mind, I guess, right? Did you imagine walking along the boardwalk there when there's a brownout? Hmm. How loud that would be, man? Because oh. they are not quiet. No, I don't no, care which one it is. They're not quiet. I mean, for the most part, I mean, they do have, um, I believe, if you go to Generac, it's uh, uh, 6.4 Sonos, which isn't bad. Um, you know, I mean, uh, then you have um, Briggs and Stratton. They're at about 6.8 minimal uh difference um i mean they they both have amazing um you know uh, amazing load factors i believe generac has a load factor of about 68 percent, which means in english that you know even if you had a 26 <laughs> kva <laughs> generator okay that you would still be able to, to to sustain a full functioning home okay at 100 amps okay so but isn't isn't that good. the problem when you get the clients that want that and then the moment you tell them that we can get this unit, that'll cover 60% of your power consumption. So you'll have all the necessities, your fridge and all the appliances that you need, heat and everything like that. Or you can go a little bit higher and you can have, you know, Timmy's Game Boy, all kind of crap and all the TVs and everything else. But now you start adding all these extra things and you got the hot tub, you got everything. Now it's just wasteful power at that point. Like so, it's really designed Yeah, but if the power's it. out, I wanted that hot tub. You man. want like, everything. I want. <laughs> so reality <laughs> is, reality is, I mean, we try to be very, very honest and, tr- and transparent uh, with uh, with the client. And what I mean with this is, you know, there's no point of like misleading them. So example, if I'm going to give you a full transfer, okay, from, um, you know, uh, 200, you have a 200 amp service, but realistically your generator is only good for, let's say, 100 amps, whether it's 22 kilowatts or 26 kilowatts, you're only going to get 100 
amps yep. to your house. Yep. So if you have a 60 um, amp uh, a Tesla charger, you got a 60 amp uh, spa, you got a 40 amp pool, you have your uh, cooktop, you have your uh, furnace going on, maybe you're AC in the winter time, and then you're doing your laundry on top of that. Guess what? That generator <laughs> ain't gonna handle mad. it. He's getting mad. He's not, okay, it's, it's give me a bigger <laughs> generator. <laughs> I get give me two. <laughs> give me two. <laughs> <laughs> I need two, baby. You know? But sometimes you can tell he's passionate, eh? Oh, it's just that people, you try to educate them, man. Of course. They just don't understand. Like you need yeah. to respect the power, yeah. right? Priority. <laughs> respect the power. Priority. What's priority? That's what I mean. Is doing your hair priority, or is maybe like respect your fridge and keeping your food cold priority? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The hair is a little more so, important than food going bad these days. What's that? Man. That's right. Sump pump. Yeah. 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 No. No. Most definitely. So, um, uh, some pumps, your furnaces. I would say your fridges your freezers are priority. And you know, this may be uh, something small, but in my opinion, I think that your garage has to be priority. Why? Because number one, without your garage openers, you ain't getting into your garage, okay? And without your actual lights, how are you gonna walk into your house safely? Because I'm more of a garage guy. I don't use my front door. Same, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. So do the criminals. Practicality, right? Mm. <laughs> Is there a way that, because I mean, I've been I, bypassing those uh, garage opener batteries lately. <laughs> yeah, so as much as the criminals are using that fob reading yeah. old software crap, yeah. they're doing the same thing with the keypads with the garage door openers. Yeah, so, so most people, and I don't, they leave their garage passageway door unlocked yeah. thinking that you're secure. That's right. But these guys can go in and actually copy that signal and break right into your garage. Yeah, so we've been, we've been putting in automated outlets so that, and then disconnecting the battery in the side mounts and the ceiling mounts. So that way that garage can't even be opened until the homeowner turns on that. But here's the problem. All the new openers have battery backups. I take it out. I'll disconnect it. You disconnect the battery backup. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so irritated by that, man. Yeah. I'm trying to disconnect it. And all it's great for your common, you know, marketing type of situation. When you want to sell the feature, if your power goes down, you can re Yeah, that's all cool. But um, for safety right now, today, People are like thieves are getting smarter. Are, They're getting, are getting efficient. Smarter. Clients, the number one thing right now, it's all security cameras, alarm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, in my integrated world, they want flashing lights when the alarm goes off. They want raised interior lights if the alarm goes off. You name it. We are doing all kinds of tricks. Motion sensed by a camera, flash the outside lights. We're doing all that kind of stuff right now. Wow. People are, people are on high alert. So, and I have this one client who's got some great, great looking cars. And he's like, I don't want to be able to open that garage unless I turn on that outlet. So we disconnected the batteries, put control for the outlets, and then he just shows up and turns on that outlet. Then he can open the garage. Do you guys offer, I saw this on uh, somebody I follow, um, I, I think I was mentioning it to you, Jay, about um, Dr. Carnivore or whatever. I follow this kid. Yeah, exactly. And, and he actually showed us morning routine. One of the first things he does is turn on the Wi-Fi. So he shuts his Wi-Fi all night long yeah. while he's sleeping. Oh, uh, no. Uh -huh. Sorry, I got music <laughs> in my mind. Listen, is I, that a good I, thing or that's a preference, right? You know what? I can't attest to that. I'm not a scientist. I don't know much about the harm that it causes. You know, I've seen studies where they. Oh, put you're talking a, about the three magic letters. What's that? EMF. EMF, electromagnetic interference. That's, yeah, that's a real thing. It that, is a real that, thing. That's we had a house that caused some spooky stuff for us with that, but that was high voltage running along our lines that it caused hell for us. Things that 
are unexplainable. But um, on that side, I've seen studies where a Wi-Fi router next to a plant, the plant wouldn't grow. Yeah. What? And then, yeah, and then the, another plant that they planted at the same time, sorry, it grew very, very slow, very, very small, not very so full of So the signal? Life. Yeah. Is disrupted. Yeah. The waves. Exactly. Really? The waves. Yeah. So it's yeah. got to be doing something to you then. It's got to be. I mean, on, on a molecular level, I guess. I, I don't know. That, that commercial um, Wi-Fi tech in cardiac units in hospitals, and that directly affects cardiac patients. Mm. Like wow. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. And it's crazy because, you know, when customers ask me, I don't say, no, it's safe. Buy it. I just say, technology hurts. Mm -hmm. Our cell phones, all day in our pockets, or the heating. I was gonna say that my mom, if she's listening, always has it tucked into her sports bra. Like, mom, get that out of there. You know, that's harmful. You know, are um, Bluetooth earbuds? Are they really that bad? Yes. Yes. The Apple AirPods. I, I've been using speakerphone more often yeah. now. The, the, I've seen a post on uh, IG about that. Yeah, They're the bad. readings are like 30 Insane. times past the level of what so is required. I'm going unsafe. back to wired then, man. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's just analog speaker in your ear, right? That's All right, okay. I want to talk plumbing. Bring out talk the pipes. Me. Are bottle traps still illegal in Ontario? Don't be scared yes. of the mic, bro. Don't be, don't why? move from the mic. Go why, closer to the mic. Why are they illegal in Ontario? All of Europe and Asia has them. I prefer them. I love them. I don't care how nice you make your P trap and ABS look. A bottle trap looks a lot better. Why? It just looks cleaner. Okay, someone needs to tell me what this is first. You don't know what a bottle trap is? No. Is that it's like an upside down bottle? And no, it's a straight piece of pipe. And then it's a, oh, well, you can explain, but it's a no. pipe inside of a pipe. Yeah. Essentially, but I don't. It looks nice. Why don't you like the P trap? Because it's ABS and it just looks like that. And then when you try to go a chrome one, it looks like I'm taking a leak at the YMCA. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't look appealing to me. Same reason I would never put anything cold, lightwise, in my house because it looks like I'm walking into a commercial real estate retail space and I'm buying something. I'm at home. I want to see warm. I want to see twenty seven hundred. Right now, this room is twenty seven hundred. We did it in cold and it looked like crap. Everybody looked like crap, right? So it's just, there's a difference when you walk into retail, when you walk into resi. And I think bottle traps look a lot more appealing, especially if you've got an exposed underside of a sink, right? right. Which a lot of people are doing that. They are doing that. They are doing that. And I've noticed more of them. Yeah. But I know that officially, the OBC, it's illegal. Right. Now, is it illegal because they're not being installed properly and the pipe within a pipe and then the actual pipe that goes into the system they don't bother cutting it and it goes right into the bottle trap. So basically you're bottlenecking the bottle trap. Right. And that's what's causing the problem. Exactly. And I do, and I will agree that you have to service that bottle trap. Which most people don't. And they don't. Along with their I traps. do. I do it probably every six or seven months. Depends on how much you use that Chair. sink. Yeah. yeah, right. How much crap goes down there. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they're making them light, nicer than other the P traps. Uh, I just installed one last week. But it's funny that they're illegal, but the suppliers still sell. Well, it's just like the don't. sinks. They're supposed to have the overflow on them. Uh, some a sinks lot of them don't. And a lot of them don't. That's illegal. But the word legal is also in illegal. 
right? Well, you can you can buy it on Amazon, right? You can buy it off kind of the, the same word. I think that's how they get Listen, away with you it. You can buy a lot of funky things on Amazon. I, I didn't think you could, uh, which okay. I don't think people should do. Yeah, especially the but knockoffs. That, that blows my mind. Well, I we I won't warranty anything bought on Amazon. Of course, yeah. Same thing with Wayfair. Yeah. Well, depending on okay, you can buy Moen Ryobel, but if it's a no-name brand that looks like a Moen. You, no. you know what I found out recently, and I was actually, I don't know if I was surprised or disgusted or both of them or whatever. The suppliers now have made deals ever since COVID with Wayfair and Amazon. So when you actually call up, and this happened to me, I called up my supplier looking for a part, and they said that it's back ordered for another three to four months. You go to Amazon, it's available tomorrow. Yeah. So they will supply Amazon and Wayfair the bulk of it and then not give it to you as the pro. Right. Mm-hmm. And the price is almost the same. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking maybe 5% more, but it arrives tomorrow and you can't get it from your supplier for another three, four months. Show me the money. That's, That's basically it, it. They started losing so much money for the suppliers. They couldn't count on the small mom and pop kind of businesses yeah. out there. And they just realized, well, Amazon, give me a thousand units. Yeah. That's and it right. goes there. Yeah. I don't agree with it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I so don't now, either. OBC... You tell me, correct me, but I, I know that what's the volume in a shower if you go over that you have to jump over to a three-inch P-trap drain? So the moment three you... Inch or two inch? Th- no, standard is two inch now for, for one head at 2.8 gallons per minute. Inch and a half. Unless they change that. Is it? No, I was always taught it was two inch that you had to go. With one shower head? No, no, for two shower heads. Oh, yes. You get the one, yes, you get sorry. a hand shower. So yes. now you've got almost four gallons per minute going in. They expect a two-inch uh, two trap. Yes. I've built showers up to 17 gallons, and I enjoy it. But you're, you're supposed to technically put a three-inch yes. P-trap. I believe it's after four. Yeah, mm-hmm. or gang four. trap it, right? Yeah, I think it's four or three or four. You don't yeah. find that excessive? Yeah, that is excessive. Because I built it, I tested it, and there was never a pool happening, right? Yeah, it's like the, it's, uh, it's like the laundry boxes. Yeah, it's eight, the same crap. Eight, eight, ten years ago, it was inch and a half. Yeah. But because of all the crap that's in the laundry box and the, in the trap, they increased it to two inch. Which that I think that makes sense. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in that. I agree with you. But, I mean, is it illegal to put that laundry a supply and, and waste underneath the sink? Why do you always have to put the OD box right front and center, right in front of your unit? It doesn't look pretty. It doesn't. But so do it. I mean, okay. So I know when I was in trade school. Um, Which trade school did you go to? Huh? Which trade school did you Humber. go to? Humber. Humber. Okay. Great teachers. Uh, the one teacher said that back then that they should make uh, shower drains two inch minimum. How long ago was that? Uh, five years ago, six years ago. Now, my question is, and I've asked so many plumbers this, why don't we make kitchen sink drains three inch with the amount I, of I shit that we throw down? That's there? excessive. So I was taught that if you make it too big, your, um, the volume of water and debris is going to shoot past there, but also start to build a lining on the inside of the walls more. And right. I'm like, that's true? Because yes. that happens in an inch and a half pipe. Is that what it is? It's too. It's too quick. It's too, too much too space. But what if it's already going right into a vertical? Um, so you go like, straight down, no elbows. 
if it's possible. Because I'd rather change it to three inch, man. I'm talking about my own personal house. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, two inch. I think they should make two inch for kitchen sinks because most people. But that's not cold right now. It's not it's inch and a half. Inch and a half. Have you ever gone like you must have service and all of a sudden yeah. my kitchen sink is clogged and you look at it? Holy crap, man! Yeah, I well, most people dump grease down the drain. Everybody does. Everybody does, and they, and it's funny because they all say the same thing. Oh, I don't know how it got there. I never <laughs> did it. <laughs> Meanwhile, there it's. I, I have pictures. It's their inch and a half pipe is it's just solid. Yeah, it looks like a cigarette filter. Yeah, I know. It's just like caked. Hmm. Well, that's not too bad. It's mostly the inch and a half pipe. Um, it's either that or just, again, people don't vent their pipes properly, especially in these Renaults in Toronto. Because um, venting is far more important than waste, right? Yes. But I think they should make a kitchen sinks two inch. I agree. I totally agree. But there's still an inch and a half, which is OBC. It is. What is the national code? Is it still inch and a half? Inch and a half, yes. Wow. And, well, sinks are inch and a quarter. That makes no sense. Inch and a quarter. But they don't, uh, they don't use inch and a quarter because inch and a quarter costs more than inch and a half. On ABS, yeah. is it because there's less of it made? I don't. Like I, I don't think it's. Produce? I, I'm not sure the reasoning. I don't. It's just like a it's two just and a, a half inch screw costs more than a three inch screw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the volume. Volume, right? Yeah, Production. It's got to be volume. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you guys want to talk a little Green Book? Yes, the Bible. What's the biggest fine that we could ever get? $50,000 and possible 25 years in jail. More than that. It's higher, man. There's actually three, three levels of fine when a, when a situation <coughs> happens. So now this is an extreme. So if a person is convicted of an offense under these OSHA rules, right, a fine can get as high as $1.5 million for the corporation. Is that Canadian dollars or pesos? This this is Canadian. Okay. So and the fine could also be <laughs> one point five million for the directors or the officers of the corporation each, up to twelve months imprisonment. Each. Each. Uh, and then also a fine up to five hundred thousand for all persons and or up to twelve months imprisonment. Wow. It's pretty serious, eh? Wow. I personally don't know anybody who's um, had to pay that bill. Uh, what is the fine for not wearing the hard hat in Ontario? This has been discussed so many times on the show. A hammer on the head. I think it's about 300 bucks, 500 bucks. 250. 250. 250. Nice. 250 as per schedule, 67.1 Ontario regulation, 213 forward slash 91 under the Occupational Health and Safety Act. Now, gentlemen, what's the fine for a worker failing to wear protective headwear? That's 250. Worker failing to wear protective footwear. 300. 250. 250. Yeah. 250. Worker failing to wear eye protection. Same thing. 250. Same thing. And then employer failing to ensure training on fall protection. The employer, employer. The employer That's failing to ensure training on fall protection. 2,500 bucks? 550. 550. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So. We got to talk developments more. What else you guys want to talk about developments? You guys are getting, uh, I mean, how's next year looking? Uh, Well, right now it's looking really good for jobs coming up. Yeah. Um, Signed, sealed, delivered, ready to rock and roll. Some of them are. uh, Going through the winter? Uh, Yep, most of them. Uh, I mean, I I know a lot of people right now with the, the housing market, the way it's going. It's down 20%. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that turns out next year. 
see how things start. I'm seeing a lot of for sale signs in different neighborhoods that are not being sold. I'm not right. seeing any open houses happening, which means that nobody's of interest, yeah. which means that the people are still marketing these houses way too high or oh, people are tightening yeah. the budgets. Absolutely. And I noticed a lot of people in the past two years or whatnot, they were, uh, they were doing a lot of rentals in their house, but taking out home equity line of credits on their house yeah. to do these rentals. Now, because of these interest hikes, we're going to see variable mortgage rates. Yeah, we're going to see what's going to happen with. I'm sure there's one more coming from the lovely Bank of Canada. Oh, for sure. But this year, there'll be one more. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. I just 100%. locked in at 6.09. Don't even remind me. So, it starts October 1st. Well, that's actually a good move if you think about it because it's just going to keep on going up. Yeah. So what's that going to happen to the market now? I mean, I, I know that everyone's talking, yeah, we're booked, we're busy, we're doing a lot of work. People are getting the home equity lines. They're they're crunching the numbers. We can make this happen. We can make this happen. But it's got to turn it eventually, man. I think eventually it is going to slow down. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it this year slowing down, but I see maybe next year it actually is going to start affecting people's pockets. And, and – once it starts affecting their pockets, that's when they're going to start realizing and be like, oh, hold on, I can't afford this. A lot of people want dreams that they can't afford, really. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the big problems, right? People get in over their heads, whether it's my neighbor did this, I got to do it as well. Oh, Kazakhstan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, stuff like that, right? Um, He's got that iPod <laughs> shuffle. That's for girls. <laughs> 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 very nice so, yeah. like perfect example like i like i say right now all these people looking for generators it's, it seems like nobody knows how to live without power anymore nowadays i i just I anybody really dating these days man candlelight Candles. is beautiful yeah. man yeah. just don't leave the house with them on that's yeah. all just stay home yeah right we have all these high efficiency appliances and equipment in the house and everything meanwhile the houses are calling for more demand on power I don't yeah. get that either. <laughs> everything, yeah, it's, it's everything's low forward, voltage, low back. this, low that. I don't get that. I don't get that. LED lighting everywhere, but meanwhile, these houses are calling for more. Listen, uh, LED uh, lights are still warm to touch, man. They still hurt you. They still, if you get that soft skin of you on your arm or something like that, it still tings a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not like the easy bake oven bulb or something like that, but it still tings a little yeah, of bit. Of course, of course. Right? It hurts. But yeah, you're right. Like, why are the, maybe it's because there's more. Now you've got a room that had, back in the day, two bulbs. 260 halogen right whatever now they got 20 led pots yeah but those leds waste those 20 waste the same as probably one of those halogens uh-huh. and that and when's the esa coal going to change about that man like they still you guys still wiring stuff as if it's like regular 60 watt bulbs no 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 so uh okay so <laughs> we have what we call um led pot light fixtures the difference between a led pot light fixture and a led pot light is that an LED polylight fixture has a permanent set built-in LED light bulb, which means that you can't change the actual bulb itself. Yeah. So if that's rated, for example, 10 watts on, on a fixture. Now, if I follow my code, my code tells me that on a 15-amp circuit, I can take up to 80% of that, right? So a full 12 amps. So example, 1,440 watts to be exact. So I can put up as many as that, load uh, so so the code allows you that i ESA can really code? do a whole house on one circuit if i really wanted to in theory now do we do that practice no of course not now um i think that because of the fact that uh, to answer uh, gil's question i think where the world where the world is going because of all of these um you know ev churches nowadays hot tubs pools um high-powered equipment 
that's why they're making you upsize your services. So although, yeah, we're getting more efficient with some things, but we're going to the extreme on other things, other right? Things, yeah. I think, and that's offsetting it, right? I mean, in theory, right? Mm -hmm. So it's good that you have LED lights, great. Uh, um, efficient uh, washer dryer units, uh, 15 amp rated now, you know, st uh, stackable units. But I mean, you're also having these high powered units where it's compensating now for that uh, you're saving, but now you're also spending, right? Yeah. This is where the world is going, correct? You know, on that topic, I have to say, um, efficient uh, pool pumps, like the multi-speed, it's probably one of the greatest things that I've seen when it oh, comes to efficiency, the variable speed. The variable speed. Yeah. And um, my electric heat pump for my pool. Two things that I always speak about that blew my mind. Is Just your saying. pool in ground? Yeah. Did you spray foam the belly before you concrete it? Spray foam the belly. I don't know why that sounded funny in my mind. Um, <laughs> it was one of the first lessons that I learned from a spray foam company. That is like, I don't understand why we don't spray foam pools before we put the concrete on. You're, you're in a hole in the ground. Concrete? I went fiberglass, buddy. But then spray foam the whole fiberglass. Oh. You'll retain so much heat in the water. So I don't know what the misconceptions are with fiberglass. I know that when pool companies don't do fiberglass, they say, oh, no, that pool's going to pop out of the ground. That's, that, that, that's not real. It's going to pop if you hit a water table and you put the fiberglass unit you into know, it and it becomes yeah, a boat. They, <laughs> yeah, like that's just. Of course. And who does that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they you, you drain it just below the jets, which is what's recommended, and all that weight still holds it there. They do your three inch call, uh, three foot collar, but they do the French drain. So I was always looking at my water table to see what was around it. Never once did I even have a quarter of an inch of water down there. Like never, never needed. But fiberglass was amazing. Retained the heat, like easy to heat up, maintained heat for quite a long time. The electric heater that I was talking about. My bill was nothing, man. Like, I mean, it probably went up 150 bucks every really, month. Yeah. And I, my pool stays steady at 92 degrees. Like, I like a hot pool. Yes, pool is a sauna. My pool, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, world hot, hot tub. Yeah, and if, if, if I had I people over die. and we're spending, like, late night outside, I went as high as 101, 102. You couldn't, couldn't go in the in water. In a pool. Was like, I turned it into a hot tub. I have yeah. spa mode <laughs> on this electric heater. Electric heater. Well, you put bubbles in the pool? No <laughs> bubbles. Really? We, we pop bubbly. Got bubbly. it. Bubbly. No it. bubbles. But anyways, my point was, what's great about the, the, the high-efficiency pump, the multi-speed, is that I ran my pool 24 hours a day with circulation because with the low speeds, low RPMs during high peak, and then higher RPMs during you know low yeah. peak yeah. or off-peak times, it was fantastic. That, I have to say, as far as that stuff goes, I remember when I had it running at like, 1800 rpm it was a 250 watt draw a nintendo wii draws that with its power off from your outlet are you kidding me yeah those those devices are insane eh? the Remember? receivers and everything yeah the nintendo insane. wii they tested phantom power and it was getting 250 watts in standby that's crazy that's like those plasma tvs that's right wow yeah yeah jp's in front of a plasma every day 65 inch signature so series what, what's going to happen when everybody <laughs> in every neighborhood puts in an ev charger and everybody's driving an electric vehicle now what's going to happen to the city of toronto it's a great question it depends if you're going to go through the roof power grid. yeah <laughs> let's us let's ask the guys in california yeah the brownouts yeah that's all it's going to be man 
Well, that's why we all need Generax. Get your orders in today. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a neighborhood of lawn mortars, right? That's what you're going to be hearing, <laughs> man. Yeah. Constant. Like sustainable power yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know. Like we're that. not in our teens and the tire went flat and we left the donut on for four months <laughs> and we wore it out. We can't do that with generators, right? No. You got to yeah. use a temporary. So where's the future of construction, guys? Where are you guys headed with Avis and everything like that? What's what's happening? What's the plan or what can you share? Because obviously people are listening, trying to Someone's figure out. Someone's smiling. I know. It's it. funny. We always will have our meetings at in our boardroom and always trying to you know come up with ideas. I think we all spoke about just being a, a GC. For ourselves. Just managing. Yeah, well, yeah. We, I think we're trying to you know bring Avis Developments just in-house. You know, let's build Avis Developments. Let's GC, if we have to GC, let's build our own homes. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it all in-house. Yeah. Forget about, you know, even having clients, you know, let's just be the next builder. Let's just be that next green park type of, that's what we're trying to build. So here. spec building. Yeah, we can call it spec building and even possibly, you know, mini subdivisions, you know. Terry on. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's mm, the other thing we're yeah. speaking about. Now we got to worry about Terry. That's the hurdle. That's the yeah. hurdle. <laughs> that's, that's the big hurdle. So Not a fan of Terry on. Yeah. I don't think all. any builder is. <laughs> I don't. I don't like Terry on. Terry on is not an issue. Yeah. No, not no, the exactly. issue is the issue is originally to get set up with them. Yeah. It, it's a whole process, Just right? No, that's our, that's easy to do because they want to give it away. The issue I have with Terry on is they hold back part of your profit at their discretion. That is that is that is true. Yes. Right. Yeah, because and they have to fund. Well, they situation. have to have a slush fund. It's no yeah. different than you walk into any condo in Toronto and their maintenance fees are higher than your mortgage sometimes because they have to have a slush fund. So whenever the building starts to deteriorate, which it will, they have to be able to fix it. Got so it. Toronto's got some, and same with Vancouver, they got some of the highest maintenance fees, right? So it's the same thing with Terion. You built it, it could be perfect, um, but they have to have money on the side just in case you didn't build it perfect. And then yeah. you've got a client who wants to dispute or say something. And then they have to figure out, well, who else is going to come in here now and fix it? So we have to take this money that you're supposed to get yep. and give it to them. Absolutely. How long does that process? Like, two years. That they hold it. Yeah. They oh, said wow. it's never two years, but it'll be a year yeah. at least. But the point is that if you build one house and another house and another house, now you're rolling that one year to another year to another year. It makes sense for big builders because they've got a huge subdivision and they already got into the racket already. Right. So they're collecting money from years ago and then they move it. But you guys getting into it, that's going to be a challenge, right? right? But even even a lot of builders nowadays, they actually hold like a sort of like a little slush fund. They like do. A 400. And customers, when they buy on new homes, they get, they're supposed to give it back to you, I think, within three years, three or four years. I think it's like two to $400, something like that. But customers forget. And if you don't request it, these builders never give you back this to $400 or whatever the case may be. Customers selectively forget. Yeah. They I remember. think it's just the time passes by that they completely even forget about it. Yeah. Some of them anyways. It's no different than your extended warranties on your appliances. Right? Absolutely. You're yeah. supposed to, those warranties actually will get, you'll get your money back if you don't use it in the five years. Yeah. Or the but nobody you. remembers. And everyone just doesn't put a reminder on the Or the warranties if you buy. Or you pay on your visa. Or if you pay you on your visa. People completely forget about that. And everybody forgets that. Yeah. But that's all the fine print you got to read and just look yeah. into it, see if it's okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to look at the grocery list, bit by a shark in the Caribbean at this time. <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're covered. Yeah. Right? Uh, but, you know, <laughs> some cards not. You know yeah. 
<laughs> we need more Karens in our life to read through the fine print. But for even us. just the setup with Tyrion, it, it's a process still. It's still like. A, well, I don't like any entity that doesn't serve a purpose. So they they, they talk a big game, but they don't, they don't deliver. Do for you. Yeah. They don't do anything for you. Other than just basically force you to yeah. do something that you don't really want to do. And then also they get tied in with the banks and then clients have to get their mortgage build loan exactly so as per you milestones and then you'll get paid so it's like now as a business you're funding their build which is not what we want to do at all but yeah. we're also funding their build at the request of Terion or build or anybody else right mm -hmm. and it's because of the funds that are being drawn absolutely so find homeowners that have this fund already and they don't have to worry about that stuff yeah. but that's a challenge too right that's a challenge as well so where's the future and everything, guys? Like whatever you got a cross section here, plumbing, electrical, home automation, HVAC, and homes. Like, are yeah, we going to see the Jetsons or what? Plan group, you know what I mean? The yeah. Next modern Niagara, you know that was like the goal. Let's just build this team. Let's just be that next level, you know. Let's just be the next big massive group. No one can touch us. You know? We have friends that are always coming up with, hey, why don't you open this? Why don't you start this? Avis why don't you start this, Avis this, and Avis that? It's like, come on, guys. Our pockets can only go so far, you know? <laughs> They're only so deep, you know? We can only start so many businesses. What kind of things uh, are they suggesting? Yeah. <laughs> that, that got me into College Park uh, parking one day. I, I was, uh, whatever, man, just in my unmarked van at the time. Um, and I was going in, hit the little speaker box, the intercom. Like, yeah, who are you? I'm like, uh, Avis. I'm thinking, they're not going to know. I'm like, oh, yeah, come on in. I'm like, oh, the rental car company. I'm like, mint, free parking. And I got in. College Park. College Park. <laughs> Did some work in there. Okay. So you guys want to share what you like about each of the trades? Uh, whoever wants to hit it first, I can go on all day. I, I'm just. Would yeah. you guys ever swap, like wives? No. Oh. <laughs> Trades. <laughs> Trades. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would never. I. You I, don't want to be a plumber, or electrician, HVAC? No. I no. 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 I I respect all the trades. Yeah. And uh, maybe not uh, in a certified in a certified way. I know how to do a little bit of them all because I'm just handy. But I, I'm, I'm passionate about automation. Like, it just, it just spills out of me. I can't. Like, I dream. I daydream it. Like, my <laughs> wife's talking to me about some stupid show. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how are we going to run that line there? Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, see what happened? I'm like, what? She's like, you're watching the same TV show. <laughs> I'm paying attention. So, that, so, yeah, I respect all the trades, but I'll never change automation. That's, that's, my, that's my, my heart. You guys want to swap? No. You driving a Porsche? Yet? Every plumber drives a Porsche. <laughs> I don't know no, what it but is. your employee is. <laughs> <laughs> employees get paid more. <laughs> Holy! No, I wouldn't trade. I love what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That was the go-to trade when you started. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right at uh, high school. Uh, not even before high school. That's what I wanted to do. Bruno. Honestly, um, I started off after high school. I was actually uh, a laborer for a masonry company, just serving brick and mortar for about six months. That's fun. Um, <laughs> In mean, winter? I Well, with all the tarps and all the gas propane tanks going, you know, it, it made for a very 
warm and like fuzzy feeling right um <laughs> no pun intended so, <laughs> lightheadedness you know, yeah <laughs> when the gas gets serious after that i think i did about i think i did uh, some uh, carpentry for about six months after that so i got a good um you know uh experience when it came to like you know residential uh you know framing and which helped me uh become you know very book smart when it came to like re retrofits right what's a what's a door header what's a jack what's uh you know uh, um uh, a joist what, what's a tgi i mean it just it, it, it any little information that you can get in, in construction yeah. is always going to benefit you right yeah. the more you know without looking in the wall you know without having to smash a piece of drywall out it's just going to make it that much easier and cleaner and so forth right so I, I, I agree with you, and so, it's a good point you brought up because I think every trade should have at least a basic yeah. understanding of structure. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and I'm not knocking all you plumbers, but you guys just cut through. And same with HVAC, <laughs> you guys just cut through whatever you guys see. They're you like, guys, we're a necessity. You guys, you're the beaver of the like, construction, man. Just like cut right through <laughs> the it, beaver. man. Just you're the woodpeckers, <laughs> man. <laughs> just cut it. Don't worry. It's, it's engineer lumber. Just cut it. Just <laughs> cut it, man. <laughs> So I think every trade it was made by an engineer. They know what they're doing. It's going to be it's tough. engineered with a hole in it. So what's the big deal? Leave it alone. No, I'm sorry, Bruno, but that, yeah, it's a good point, man. The yeah. one thing I am going to say about um, Avis Group and all the partners here is the vision that that, uh, that we have, and it doesn't matter what department we're in, doesn't matter what field we're in, doesn't matter what license we hold. We have one simple vision, and that's we do it right the first time, yeah. not the second and third time, good. right? So that's that's and and the quality. We can't, we can't be compromised, right? So just even if it's going to take an extra dollar out of my pocket, you know, just make it right. Do it right, and that's it, period. Yeah. There's nothing else to say, right? That's right. So. Yep. A-track? Uh, I don't know. I can't see myself doing anything else. Anything else, no? You know, I've, I've, I literally grew grew up into this field see i'm envious of you guys because Follow. you guys have the electrical ticket you have the gas ticket you got the plumbing ticket you piss everybody off right <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it is yeah i mean i i started working with my dad and you know summers when i was like 15 he was a master electrician refrigeration heating and air so i did a lot of electrical i spent my teenage years until i was in my early 20s doing nice. service running line you know doing all electrical and one day was electrical one day was heating one day was refrigeration you name it i, I kind of fell into it with my father and started the business you know so i was always in it and um yeah i can't really see myself doing anything else although i like i like working with wood it's, uh, <laughs> <being> <laughs> i always thought if i was in a heating and air guy i'd be a carpenter for sure yeah yeah i, I like building stuff too but um hvac's my it's been my life my since i since i can remember going with my dad at 14 you know hey come on let's go do uh, come with me and do some service calls estimates uh you know i I was with him and learned everything basically from him and I've done heating and air basically half more than half my life, right? So can't really see myself doing anything else. Nice. Yeah. Gentlemen? Well, as you can see, uh, I'm not a master of any. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be all of these, so I figured why not just open a company of all of them? You know what I mean? <laughs> not gonna lie. I did my high school and of electrical i didn't go to college or anything i, I did do my apprentice and everything electrical hence why i wanted to start an electrical company um i actually enjoyed doing it not so much now but you know you have people helping you do that for you but uh, for me this is what i wanted i just want to have a nice big group of things we know that we can pretty well just take over so 
So just something, guys. I, I enjoy running the businesses. No offense, guys. I really do. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. I'm not on site with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love being on the office side, just yep. handling the stuff in the back end stuff. And I always tell these guys, let me be your bitches. You know what I mean? You need me to run on grab some? I'll run on grab some for you. You need me to help you on site? Maybe I might see something you don't see. You know, it's always good to have a second, third eye on site, right? Paul likes well, to buy huge. a lot of vehicles. And I like to buy um, a lot of vehicles. Our parking yeah. lot is full. <laughs> we are ready to go. So anyone who's looking for a job, you've got skills. Let's do this. <laughs> no, but that's huge. That helps yeah. us. That yeah. Just yeah, having yeah, that. Listen, you know, I'm, I like, again, these guys, while they're on site, hey, I'm calling the decal company. I'm calling the outfitter company. I'm dealing with the dealer. I'm dealing with, you know, whoever it is just to let's get the process going. Let's just get it done, you know? while these guys focus on site and worry what needs to be done on site or with the customers or quoting or whatever. Let me deal with the dirty work in the back end. I love sales. You know, I mean, I pretty well started in retail at 16 or 17. I was working in Duffer Mall. You know what I mean? Selling Duffer shirts, Mall. suits, ties. I was top salesperson all the time. No matter what job I went to, I was always the top sales guy because I really, really enjoyed sales. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I always had this thing about like, I want to be always the best of the best of the best. I'm not trying to say I want to be better than somebody, but you're my boss. I want to be where you're at. I want to be you, you know, or better than you, you know, that was always my drive. So, and, uh, I know Dennis in the beginning was like, ah, he didn't feel that I can sell, sell, sell. He's a great salesman by the way. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, I think I'm great at what I do. I, I've helped develop the company to where it's become or all the companies, you know, become where they are now. And, uh, you know, I got connections. Everybody here has got connections, but you know, I'll always use my connections to bring business into all the companies, you know, and this is what we're all about. Gil might have, go on to a job. Hey, he'll sell plumbing, HVAC, electrical, automation. And if he goes on the site, then, you know, we might need an electrician to do, uh, let's say a Generac, because he's running the gas for the Generac. Customer doesn't have electrician, vice versa. We'll always, always try to, you know, help each other at every, you know, every job we go to and push each of our divisions at every sure. job we go to. And yeah. this is why we're succeeding right now. You know, yeah, but it's, that's... It's been helping. One thing about Paul is so paul was with the avis and concepts from the beginning we're the first two partners um there's nothing he won't say no to job wise doesn't matter what it is we're taking on it doesn't small matter. big it doesn't matter it's a challenge I, i'm on you know while I'm we're on it while we're addressing something head on i'm in the background asking three million questions because mm. i got ocd yeah he's going head first he's going right at it and now uh since electric plumbing or whatever so Paul is day-to-day -day with electric, um, formally, or what he's wearing. Mm -hmm. But in the background, he's building and running the back ends of all of them. Mm -hmm. On a site with Gil, on a site with Michael. Uh, big it up promotions, getting clients for the marketing side that say, hey, I see what the, you guys are doing with your Avis stuff. Paul's like, well, we can do this for your company. Paul's wearing a sales hat every day for different companies, whereas I'm doing sales for concepts. That's my passion. That's what I do. So there's one thing about this guy that's it, it doesn't matter. He's he's going for it, and you're not stopping him either. It's, he's going. I'm not afraid to take on anything. I tell my wife, you can people can push me down as far as they can. They can try to put my foot in the in the grave. I'll make sure that foot comes back out. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I I tell my wife that all the time. Don't worry, I'm a fighter. I will beat everything. Or I can. I don't give a shit about Rive can. You know I, mean? <laughs> uh, I got back from Portugal. Delete. You know what I mean. See ya. Good luck getting a hold of me. You know what I mean. No quarantine. No bullshit. Get out of here. You know what I mean. So I'm like that. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean. I'll, I'll fight for my rights. I'll fight for everything. I'll fight for these guys. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know I mean. That's why we're all partners. That's right? here. That's all it. Partners. Yep. Love you guys, man. <laughs> right. And Gil. Uh, no, I would never change what I'm doing. Um, I started at 15 in the summers. 
framing homes with my uncles. I'll never forget that. And, you know, the old school Europeans, they would just kill you in every which way. I started in the times before any guns or anything, <laughs> uh, anything like that. So the first day they actually put me in a basement nailing the bridging on a man-made bench. And, you know, the basements with all the stone and everything yep. falling all over the place. Got home, I couldn't even feel my wrist. I like my trade because I got to know a little bit of every trade in a sense. Um which helps me a lot, like when I walk into a house or something and you catch on to things. You'll see why that box is there, what's there, what's behind there, where a lot of people don't, right? You guys got each other's backs, eh? Exactly, yeah. exactly. 100%. So if I if that's I notice big. something that, you know, if they don't notice it, I, I, like, that's behind that box. I could tell that that's there. Yeah. Just from experience and from the years of doing it, which helps out a lot, right, in, in general with a lot of things. So, yeah, I love what I do. I would never ever change it so one last question for all you guys before we wrap up and i got to get to the 12 questions of construction um any words of encouragement for the next generation of trades that want to get into your trade mm. like for future plumbers out there what are you thinking uh, what, what, what's the one statement put that your you, time in that's it uh yeah you uh, put your time in when i first started i was making 11 bucks an hour as a first year actually i was a helper for two years before i put your time in you're not going to get paid what I get paid. Uh, put your time in. Um, if you put your time in and you work hard, then yeah, there's a there's a bright future for all the young generations. Especially out there. now, right? Yeah, Especially absolutely. Now, it's, man. It's, we all know it's hard to find a plumber or an electrician or HVAC yeah. guy. Yeah, a good one. Yeah. You know, if you're at home right now and you're looking for work, you're probably not a good tradesperson. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. It. Actually, I don't care to say it. It's the truth. No, it's true. Right? Yeah. Um, but the younger generation, yeah, just put your time in, work hard, prove yourself, um, and you'll have a job for life. Yeah. Bruno? Let me add to Mike. I guess the young generation, they feel like they're entitled to something before they even earn it. How about you just shut up, do what you're told, work hard, show up on time, and you'll get what's coming to you. Like, you'll get what you deserve. Yeah. Don't feel like just because the government says, I got to pay you this much money that you deserve this much money. Yeah, I get it. It's just paper, right? But, you know, I grew up um, working for old school Italian guys, okay? And these guys over here, um, these guys were like throwing inspectors into the drywall. In Porco di Ocani. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like, these guys, they just didn't give a crap yeah okay um that's my generation of when i grew up as an apprentice and i was like wow like now you can't say nothing to uh any worker you like you got to be careful how you say it because they're going to be emotionally um you know um maybe unstable you're gonna hurt their feelings i mean i <laughs> it's true That's man right. it's yeah. true. you know what i mean like it's just careful what you call them you just can't the way that Identify we were brought up in the sense that how I took more of an abuse, not like physical abuse, more of like a, just, hey, put your big uh, big boy pants on, suck it up, and just do what you got to do, do, man. What you gotta do, yes. yeah. Like, shut up and yes. work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. Like, That's it. Yeah. I think where I'm seeing the future is we just need to, like, pray to God that our kids aren't as, like... Dumb? Ugh, not dumb. <laughs> I'm going to say as spoiled <laughs> because it feels like... Our generation and, 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 you know, your generation, which I mean, with, 
in the past 20 to 30 years, it's going it's going over but downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's really scary to see where the future is going because like you're saying, shortage of workers in general. It doesn't matter what trade you're in, mm-hmm. shortage. Okay? Yeah. How long have we had an Instagram post for licensed nutrition? Oh Every, my god. Like a year or two now? Yeah. Everyone Nothing. wants to be a TikToker. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they they want to come over here and get paid license wage before they even get like to their green card, like. And then they want to graduate to OnlyFans. That's right, one hundred percent. Be on their phone all day or take twenty minutes. We're talking about that today, man. Twenty minute shits, yeah. I mean, sorry, I get rattled here, but you know what, Dennis? Why can't why can't you come up with a device that blocks the phone, like it's in the toolbox somewhere? It's a handle or something like that. Like I make, I've seen it in movies, man. I don't understand. Where they block the phone from working? The signal, yeah. So they can't get any signal at all. So that as long as you're walking beside this device, they don't get anything. I. That part I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm getting rattled too. Yeah. Just this phone thing. So for constantly kids. Constantly checking it. For kids out there, like. Oh, it's, I brought this up, man. I went to yeah. my favorite chicken yes. place. And the kid was chopping up the chicken so slow and every so often checking his phone. Wow. And I'm like, get my chicken, man. Yeah. Chop it up. Like, yeah. I want it chicken now. I don't yeah. want you to find out who just texts you or But it's you such a huge safety thing, right? I know that Bruno um, works on some pretty intense sites where they've got their safety protocols, right, Paul, uh, Bruno? Where no cell phone zones and all that. And that is huge for where that is. But even in a, a finished home where we work, uh, all of us, um, the distraction from being on the phone to then trying to get back into work mode, that moment right there can just be yeah. huge. Sure. Yeah. So it doesn't matter finished home, doesn't matter if you're in a plant, you know, with big machinery. It doesn't matter, man. The safety concern is huge. That it needs to be I don't know, a rule, they a don't law. Care. They, just, they, don't I, give, they don't give a shit. Yeah, but yeah. so why isn't the Ministry of Labor actually clamping on that? That's exactly That's my almost point. as dangerous, if not more, than not wearing your lid. I guarantee you that if we say it as a company, hey, this is our rule, and we put it in our contracts and whatever the case is. You won't find anybody. We won't find anybody, and then there'll be some, some employee law that says we can't do that, and then they need it because of X, Y, Z. But yet, if something happens, I guarantee you WSIB is coming to knock on our door. Of course. You know what I mean? It's so bizarre. So that's your words of the next generation, get rid of the phone? No. That was just another <laughs> rant. I don't know. Then you wonder why construction prices are through the roof. Something, I, that used the to take a, something that used to take a day takes a whole week. Well, at least they have a roof. <laughs> I, say, I say for the new generation, don't do it just for the money. Don't do it just for the money. At least it may not be a passion, but have a liking towards the trade that you choose, right? You can't fake passion. You can't fake something you like. If you like it, it's there. And you're just going to be that much more driven. Um, I started working for speakers at the age of 12. I didn't want the money. The guy thought I was on crack. I wanted speakers and cables, RCA cables, speaker wire, speakers. That's all I wanted. I, I loved it. I loved it. So Choose something that you have a desire for, passion, or something you like. Don't just choose it for money. Because honestly, right now, every trade is going to pay good money. And like they said, put in the work, put in the time, show your, you know, your worth, your keep, and you're good. But I think that generation, this current one today, they're treating it like companionship. So there's such a disconnect for Tinder that 
today I could date this person, tomorrow I could date that person. Mm-hmm. I can get into construction and I'll love construction today. But the moment I don't love construction, I want out. I want out. And you can't do that. It's if you're in a stable relationship and, and they're not perfect, and the moment there's a rocky step, you want out? No, you as adults kind of work at it and try to figure it out. Same thing with construction. Yeah. You'll love it more times than you'll hate it, but you will have some days you'll hate it. Of course. But Ooh. you'll have to find very the love well again. Yeah, very well put, Ooh, man. Well. There, yeah. There's yeah. days. So what would you say to the future HVAC guys, <sighs> girls? Uh, it's either they're cold or they're hot, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, that's When's the Avis joke book coming out, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, dude. Comedy Central. Uh, no, um, so the HVAC, uh, people getting in the HVAC industry, there's a lot to take, right? There's a lot of doors in the HVAC industry. Like, you can choose, pick and choose. You know, some people just do sheet metal. Some people just do gas. Some people do it all, right? And there's a wide, a wide spectrum of, of in the trade itself. Like, we touch a bit of plumbing. We touch a bit of electrical. You can work all over the country. You can actually work all over the world. Like, we go, you know, across the world and build hotels. Yeah. Yeah. So, it depends. You want to stay residential, commercial. Like, there's a lot in the HVAC industry that you can get into. You can get into it all. You can just do a few things. Um, But, you know, it's, we're seeing a huge, uh, a lot of people are not getting into trades anymore. Like you said, this younger generation is, I don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you, but, Trades is suffering. We need we need more more people in the trades, more more HVAC guys, more plumbing. It's funny how they want to get into the top three because you guys are the top three, right? HVAC, plumbing, and electrical, the yeah. top three. Mechanical or recession proof, everything I was proof. Just about to say, right? That. So they always want to get into those ones, but there's a lot of work, homework, and studying, and training, and apprenticing. There's a lot of that to get to that level. That was one of the reasons I got into the trade, not only because of my you know family business, but I, I saw the future of, you know, everyone's going to need heating and cooling. Yeah. Some people, even though cooling is not a necessity, realistically, it is for most people more than heat. Right? Yeah. It is in our first world. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, everyone needs heating. If it breaks down and you're always, it's recession proof uh, trade, <coughs> right? And that was one of the major factors, you know, after my uh, F1 career didn't happen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember <laughs> professional racer didn't happen. I had fell into the heating. It was because it was recession proof, right? So uh that's that's huge and people gotta look at that you get into you know you can open up a type of business but do some business you know they're gonna run out people are not gonna need that uh as opposed to trades right yeah construction's always happening yeah there might be a little little halt in it here and there but there's always houses being built buildings being yeah. built like maintenance, maintenance service service exactly. so are you guys are the top three yeah. it's huge right key service gentlemen any words of wisdom for the next generation I just want to say for these kids nowadays, get into a trade because this is the future. As the boomers are all retiring and as less and less people want to get into the trade, guess what? Your pay rate's going to be through the roof. Opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys that are making 50 bucks an hour right now, these kids are getting in the trade five years from now. They're probably more likely to be making 60, 70 bucks an hour or in 10, 20 years from now. Who knows how much they're going to be making? It's a no-brainer in my books. You know? So, yeah, definitely get in a trade. Cause M- that's Mike, the what was boom. your college? How much did it cost you? Uh, total i think 1200 bucks a year no my no so my basic was i think it was 400 or 450 but all your schooling though how much did it cost uh yeah 1200 bucks what are you talking about yeah of course yeah. you gotta you gotta pay to, to like you gotta pay to get to be in 
to get into school. You got to study, but you're studying. Right. What did it cost you? Twelve hundred apprentice, apprenticeship program, which the government subsidizes. You're, you're really tuition? Yeah. yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. No wow. Problem. That's why a lot of these kids nowadays are coming out of high school, going to college, paying hundred thousand for college education where to a find lot of themselves the plumbers, a lot of electricians are going in for their first and second year in school where they can come straight out of so high school kids how would you like your first paycheck to pay off your tuition dues you know mm. yeah they don't get that that's i think it's the school system is just brainwashing these kids go to university or college right after you finish high school meanwhile they can jump into a trade right away with zero debt and start making money right away yeah and you get and when you're in my when i was in trade school the government pays you to be there I think it's like 70 or 75% of yeah, your you get unemployment wage. while you're in school. Yeah. So you're wow. actually getting paid to be in school. Is that the same for HVAC? And not same. Yeah, yeah, really? Same All the yeah. trades are the same. Yeah, I, I, I didn't go to trade school. I went to, um, uh, I went to uh, occupational, uh, well, what was it? Well, basically, a tra- uh, Highmark uh, trade school. Okay. I, I, was already in the, I was already working with in the business, so I, I was like, there's no point in spending two years in trade school and college. You could take that route as well, right? Fast track it basically. Got it. There's a uh, trade school basically. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, Rick from Highmark. That's <laughs> my boy. He That's gonna me, get uh, edited out. Years, he sent me a lot of co-op students. So nice. I, I I did a co-op. Uh, basically, it was a co-op uh, program where I worked one week uh, in the field and one week here in class. So paid or not paid? Not depends. Like if you're already in, the, if you, let's say you're already hired, you're already working, and you don't have your license, and you want. Employer says, "Hey, you got to get your license now." It's Especially funny how HVAC there's a there's need. a lot of opportunities that we don't know no, about and right? these kids don't know about, but they're out there. So let's say he, you know, they don't want to spend two years in school. Yeah. If they cram up basically a two year course into four months, uh, and you fast track it, basically yeah. you're one week in class, one week you're in the field, so you're learning a bit of theory and practical. Huge, which goes a long way. And I and I had co op students throughout the last 10, 15 years uh, from Highmark uh, who who I hired. Uh, you know, were great. I would, you know, they learned more picked up quick. good than not good. Exactly. Right. And then at the same time, I'm learning a little bit of uh, theory because you're always, you know, codes are always changing. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not always up to up to codes with, you know, again, if you're not always reading and, and keeping up with these codes, sometimes it, it slips. Right. You unless you're talking with other trades guys. You know, I got a lot of friends in, in the trade who I, you know, I talk to on a regular basis. We all help each other out. Hey, you know, what's going on here or. Hey, have you ever done this before? You know, I'm always learning. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not here saying I know everything in the HVAC industry. The HVAC industry is always evolving, always changing, always learning new things, new codes. Oh, before we, we were able to do this, now we're not, right? So it's good to have the good connections with guys in the trade that are, you know, are doing the same thing as you. That, you know, and I think these, these kids going now, leaving, leaving high school, should either, you know, again, if they want to go to college and take, go to trade school for a year or two and get their, you know, or do an apprenticeship, it's great. There's a lot of different ways that you can get into a trade. Yeah. Right? So it all comes down to your, your position. Yeah, we have our share right so now share, with co-op yeah. students was, in our I company. I was just going to say, so we actually have two apprentices, one second, one third, and our third year apprentice, which is our first apprentice with Avis, Nick, um, he actually was referred to me by one of my old co-workers, uh, when I used to do uh, high rise at Mayfair, and he is now an instructor at Humber College. So he calls me up one day, hey, Bruno, I have this guy, he's really smart, best student in my class. He's, he's, he's looking for a, a place, a placement. Do you want to take him in? I'm like, you know what? Give him my number, we can talk, we set up uh, an appointment. And uh, his resume looked look pretty good, and you know what? He's still here. 
yeah. uh, three years later. Wow. He's kicking we butt. Have, we have another apprentice that I had as a co-op uh, student, and I used to have a program with Georgian College where I actually um, uh, hired uh, co-op kids on a paid um, intern, correct? And so, you know, it was minimum wage. They got to learn. They, they also helped me out. They it was like paid. an assistant, right? And they got paid. So they made some money learning, getting an education. I mean, credits. So, I mean, they do offer great programs. Uh, there's a government, um, uh, like a government-funded um, courses that the government will actually pay you, like Mike was saying, that they'll actually pay you to take this co-op course, right? So, I mean, why would you not want to get into a trade? They're basically paying you to, you know, um, apply for uh, a skilled trade. And we get so a I tax mean, credit, too. Yeah. That's right. You get a tax right? credit. Bugs, tools, yeah, everything. Yeah, you get a grant. Like, once I finish basic, once I finish Mike, grab the mic. Mike, grab the mic. Once I finish basic and then intermediate, I got a grant of a thousand bucks each time. When I got my license, it was two grand. Hmm. Uh, if you're a woman getting into the trade, I believe it's your basic intermediate or $2,000 each. That's correct. And I believe it's four. And you and get your you license. Get your yeah. It's 4,000 yes. for, for, for women. Yeah. Wow. They get more than men? Yeah. Well, there's equality there. Equality there. Right? Well, you know, <laughs> well, it's it's no, a journey. Good. It's that's it's a good. it's you a journey what? person, yeah, right? You know what? That's good because there's not a lot of women in, in trades. It's just I guess an incentive, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's again, I'm basic intermediate. I was there for two 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 months each. You know, well, basically, you didn't rack up tuition debt. You didn't have all this debt. No, I got to learn the skills that you're making money from. Yeah, I got paid, and I actually really enjoyed it. Wow. Right. So like. I know, I think there's that hum, Humbers does a course where it's like you, you learn all the trades. I think it's a year program. I think it's like five or six grand for that program. Why? Why waste that money? Mm-hmm. Just go into a, a placement or just yeah. pick a trade and just. Because everybody wants to be the GC. Yeah. That's right. And you know what? When you go to high school, listen, I went to a high school where it was a technical high school. They sort of made you do all different trades. So I learned how to do electrical, mechanical. Mike does. I actually built my own air conditioning unit, um, and I did auto shop. I did woodworking, and this gives you know the kids an idea of which way they want to go in life. If you're going to go to technical school, what school was it? It was George Harvey. Oh, I know George Harvey. Yeah, on Keel Street. Yeah. So I went there, and yeah, yeah, automotive. automotive that's. Do they still everything. have that at George? Yeah, they still have that at George Harvey, as far as good, I know. Good. Um, I know they're slated to close that school down and. Condos or something. Oh, right? that's right. Because we don't have enough condos in yeah. this fucking yeah, city. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was. I was yeah, gonna... I'm looking forward to Yorkdale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Twenty yeah. towers going up right now. Yeah. It's good for our industry because yeah. there's lots of work. Busy. Yeah. But it's gonna be ugly looking. Yeah. Uh, Gil, your last words of encouragement for kids coming up. Encouragement. Uh, my encouragement to kids is it's kind of hard because the schooling system right now tells them all to just go to school, even if you want to be a GC or I th- just. I thought you were gonna say don't be afraid of the backhand. <laughs> or don't be afraid of the back end. Never be afraid of the back end. But lots of and that's not a tennis joke, everybody. But but I've actually I've actually seen it where these schooling just you know and they're going to become construction engineer. Perfect example. That's what everyone for some reason wants to be nowadays. Um, construction engineer, but they have actually no hands on. It's all theory, and then they come out into the real world in the field. And then they get brainwashed that like, you're going to start making 100 grand a year. Oh, yeah, right. Good luck with that one. Um, and a truck. All, and a truck. And with all the debt from school. 
And then they come out, but they have no hands-on. And so, yeah, in theory, what you put together works, but out there may not work. And then if they come into problems, and I've had this situation already many times, the simplest problem to solve takes a whole month of meetings, sitting down and, you know, like... That's efficient. After meeting, exactly. So, and then you wonder why the, these prices go through the roof sometimes. And, and then other people start hitting, hitting on trades, like the client, because of that. Because, okay, nothing's getting resolved here. Well, yeah, I'm not the engineer that has the stamp to stamp it. The engineer over there, he's the one that has to decide on it. And then it just becomes meetings after meetings. And I've seen this a hundred times. He's referring to the TTC LRT line. That's why it's two years or how many years. It just got extended uh, today, which I would love to have that contract. (laughs) Stupid, huh? How was there? Got extended because they're up in their cottages right now, wondering if they're going to finish it themselves. (laughs) It's insane. So I was there for for a while. That's why I'm Wow, eh? Um, Just milk it, eh? There oh, should yeah. be like pictures of cows along that whole line, oh, eh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck, about eh? Just otters everywhere, eh? Ding dong <laughs> and just teats, eh? Just sitting there, eh? We milk this one really fucking oh, yeah. nicely, man. Yeah. But that's just my... Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. That's really it's where you're going to learn. And ask questions. But you said it earlier. You're up against TikToker, TikTokers. Exactly. And everybody, right? It's hard. But I notice also a lot of... A lot of... Like, the kids out of school and whatnot... They seem very timid. They're like afraid to even ask a question. Everybody's so soft. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, ask a question. And if you answer them in the wrong way, the wrong they, they go crying right away. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're going to learn. Ask questions, though. But ask questions. Just don't do it. And I tell everyone that ever worked with me, because I tell you to do that, if you're not understanding why you're doing it, ask. then you're not learning anything. Ask. Yeah. Ask. But uh, but also have the common sense to ask at the right time. Absolutely. Do not ask when the concrete truck is there and you've got a, a caravan of wheelbarrows exactly. waiting. Exactly. I've got a question, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not the right <laughs> time to ask, man. <laughs> While we were waiting for the concrete truck to show up, that's when you could have asked me, man. Right now is not the time to ask. Grab a wheelbarrow and get going. <laughs> All right, one more question that came up to my head before we got to wrap this up because it's getting long and I, I, this can go on for a long, long time. But I'm trying to figure out what color tool here because you got... Three of the similar, you guys will all be fucking red, to be honest. But I'm trying to figure out, are you guys all one color tool? Or are you guys different tools? And how does that work? All the tools. You're Milwaukee. That's exactly. exactly. So are you Milwaukee too? Yeah. You're HVAC. You have to be Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Paco system's great. So no, but Gildo, are you also red? Uh, I'm still still in the yellow. (laughs) See, I'm very picky with my tools. See, it makes sense that you're yellow. Very picky with my tools. Like... Cordless skill saw, I love the Makita, Makita over any other one for a cordless skill saw. Okay. Worm? Uh, worm is, uh, oh man, is a skill. Skill saw, yeah. Skill, skill saw. saw. Yeah. But cordless, yeah, it's uh, a Makita. Makita. I love it. But 100%. you guys are all red, 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 red. I'm no, red. not me. I'm sold. I'm yellow. I'm sold. I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> We're half, half. Half our crew have red, half the other half yellow. I'm red and Makita. I'm red. I'm impulse. <laughs> that D- I'm I'm rigid. I'm Dewalt. Rigid. I, yeah. 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 I'm orange. I have a rigid. I'm orange. Uh, listen, I said it before and I'll right say it now. again. I don't give a shit what tool is in your hand. If you don't got skill, the tool's not gonna Doesn't help. Mean you. Shit. 
Okay. Doesn't mean shit. So do I say Ridge is the best? No. Because when I used to grab this guy's three-speed DeWalt, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's a drill, baby. <laughs> Paul, I'm going to drill through the concrete, and then I'm going to install that speaker one time. So I love the DeWalt, but I'm just saying that I never... You know what I mean? I never needed to have that, and my ridges never failed until years after. But I'm just saying, if you know what you're doing, like I do work at home, my ridges skill saw is going like crazy. It's it's, it's killer. Anyways, okay, doesn't matter the tool. Gentlemen, the 12 questions. You guys probably know about this from the last time that Dennis did it, but yeah. we'll do it all over again, one by one. We'll go real fast here. No? Ready for this? Quick answers, like boom, boom. Quick answers, quick answers. What is your favorite construction word? <laughs> favorite construction word let's go fucking shit no <laughs> it's not a construction word sure it is is it well yeah sure it i guess but it's a verb you now like you can use it in a sentence it's all right okay. it's totally cool all right all right construction word um think before you do that's not a word it's a phrase it's like a phrase okay so then so construction word smarten up my favorite construction word, I don't know why, it's LVL. LVL. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, it's said in every fucking meeting. LVL. You can't go through that. It's an LVL. I wonder how many people actually know what it stands for. I have no idea. It. Do you know what it stands for? No. Uh, no. Everybody? Laminate veneer lumber. lumber. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You guys think you're smart now. No. We, uh, just, we just heard it on a job site. That's all. <laughs> favorite construction word. I know he never told you there was okay, a test at the end. Eh? Just think of it. Fucking plumbers. Yeah. Actually, let me change my uh, fucking HVAC guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, favorite construction word. Um, I don't even know how to answer that one. To be honest, can you come back to me? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> up. Nothing pops. Nothing comes up to no, you, man. Like uh, not even HVAC. HVAC. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tin snips? <laughs> like oh, pipe dope? Bigodge. Bigodge. Yeah. Bigodge. I say that all the time. I'm telling buddy to pass me the bigodge. Bigodge. I like that. It's, it's in Portuguese it's mustache. Oh yeah. But it's my it's my hand seamers, the wide ones. Ah. It, I, I that's that's I grew up <laughs> learning that word. Pass me the bigodge. Favorite construction word. Honestly, I don't even have one. Uh, I hate construction, to be honest with you. No offense to any of these guys, but I never enjoyed construction. My dad used to do construction. And I hate it. I used to be the guy to go get the coffees and the beers and stuff. So I don't even have one, but uh, I don't know what else to say about that one. Yeah. But they, uh, it's not English. It's Portuguese. Martel. 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 Least favorite construction word. You guys live and breathe this every day, man. I got a leak. <laughs> yeah for a yeah. plumber that's a good one yeah yep and he ain't talking about urinating yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a problem too i still don't know least favorite construction word where's the power i mean no no no, no power <laughs> no power dennis um symmetrical yeah least favorite on the minnow, we know who the professor is, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, trench. I hate trenches. I, I hate getting my hands dirty, so. All right. Attic. 
attic. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Summer or winter. Oh, yeah. huh? I fucking yeah. love the attic. What turns you on in construction, gentlemen? Hmm. What excites you? <laughs> He's got his lighter in his head. <laughs> I don't want to know, man. What excites me? <laughs> Plumbing excites you? I guess uh, when the drain's clear. Nice. Nice. All right. Okay. Close down. This is the first question that I can actually answer, but it's got to be lighting for me. Sorry? Lighting. Lighting? Yeah. Cabana builds. I just love the smell of the wood, the cedar, the TNG. When it rains. I just, I just love walking into a, a site and that, that cabana is being built. Just, you know. Uh, beautifully installed furnace and ductwork. What a geek. <laughs> <laughs> NAC with nice AC lines, nice and straight. Yes. Happy lines. customer. That's it. Uh, finish build. What turns you off? In construction. Uh, in construction or plumbing? Well, construction, construction is plumbing and plumbing is construction. Yeah. Same thing. In your I guess world. you're right in my world. What was the question? Uh, what turns you off? What turns you off in construction? Off? Uh, bundle of hair in the sink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells. And it smells. Yeah. I would say white mice, but let's just stick with hair. White mice? They're still white inside there? Really? You know I'm not referring to white. Oh, oh, oh now I know. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh. I'd rather stay with my first image, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, little white mouse. Ah. The red eyes. Man, you had to bring it's that so up, man. Eh? <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Honestly... My biggest pet peeve is when painters or mudders, for that matter, like to paint or mud right over outlets. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> I, I, you said what turns you off? off. Like what? Fake timelines. Fake time. Unrealistic time. Unrealistic blowing smoke up your ass. Clients moving in next week. We need you here tomorrow. That kind of stuff. I smell. I see it now. Right through you know the conversation and. I don't even pay. I don't even react. Hate that. Shit weather, snow. Sorry? Shit weather, snow. Yeah. Dealing with that. Oh, yeah. I heard you cursing in that Instagram video. <laughs> yeah. It was all beep, beep, yeah. beep. Yeah, working in. Working I'd say in the cold. dirty and uh, messy job sites. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's huge. huge it's Frustrating. Like walk into it's like, I don't even want Frustrating. To yeah, I called out that one the other day. We walked through. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, can someone clean this joint? Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> Taking over other people's jobs. I can't do that. You guys do that a lot, eh? I can't do that. Takeovers. I do. Yeah. That. I do that a lot. I can I, imagine. I can't say I love no. It. Yeah. Love it. Horrible. I can't say no. Horrible because sometimes you actually have to start from scratch. Yeah, that's why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I How many hamster wheels do you have, man? 
Huh? How many hamster wheels do you have? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Or it could be a phrase. could be used in a phrase. I think you heard mine already. What was it? Ninja. That's Joe's. My favorite curse word. Yes, it'd be fucking shit. Fucking shit. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes <laughs> it may be shit. <laughs> I, I hear that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, your, that's been your uh, tagline, yeah. lady. Sometimes it may be good. How's business? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yeah, you've phrases. been saying that a lot. Uh, Honestly, I, I just like saying carayu a lot or pudas. Yes, that's, that's yeah, accurate. That gets right to the point. Yeah. Mine is fuck me. Uh, holy fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say on that one. <laughs> <laughs> pretty well said them yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you got nothing? I got nothing. They said it, it all already. Mine? <laughs> <laughs> who in the fuck did this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah, who yeah, in the, the fuck, fuck did this? Yeah, what is your true. favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Uh, G-Wagon. I'm just gonna say uh, maybe like a 911 Carrera Turbo. Mm. That's a plumber's car, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's probably uh, the nicest car as well. Uh, GT3 RS. Oh, that's, that's yeah. GT3. I was gonna say that. Same so one. I'll, yeah, but since he said, I'll say, uh, I'll say, uh, Ferrari. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. F40. No. Yeah, the F40. Sorry. A uh, cheap one. If anybody knows me here, what do I like? Which one? All of them? All of them. Yeah. Even like the remake Kuntash? Oh, I didn't know they redid it. Yeah, yeah they redid it. Like I don't. I don't like it. I still like the old one. Gil? To be honest with you, Aventador, but I'm happy with something that takes me from A to B. <laughs> Very well said. Very well Least said. favorite vehicle in the world. Oh. Somebody say Tesla. <laughs> Same answer as last time. What was that? Oh, no, don't worry about me. Worry about you. Uh, the Toyota Yaris? Is it Yaris? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. How many clowns can you fit in that thing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't like small cars. I mean, uh, Swift. Uh, Swift. Suzuki oh, Suzuki Swift. Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why do they even make? Why do they make cars? Yeah, yeah. Like, why do they make cars? <laughs> um, I said it before. I'll say it again. Subarus. Sorry. Any Subaru? Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> you nailed. You hit the nail on the head last time because you're like, do you hate the car or the cars that the, drive or them? the person driving? And them. I think it's 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 the majority of people driving them. Yeah. And I, I I I recently showed it to my wife, and now she's hooked on it. We see a Subaru. She's like, oh, wow, Karen. And oh, wow, Karen. She's like, how did you know this? I'm like, I don't know. But I can just tell. <laughs> the main one is that Outback. Hate them. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty Hate them. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the Nissan Leaf. Nissan yeah, Leaf. I <laughs> Me, I'm, I, when I see a Toyota on the road, <laughs> I already know it's not going to be good. So I'm, it's not the car. It's the people that drive the car. So to yeah. me, I'm going to say Toyotas just because of the people that drive the cars. Yeah. Horrendous drivers. Mm -hmm. 
What is it with Toyotas? I'd have to say the pony. Even Hyundai though pony. Even though I had some good times Whoa, in a pony. Oh, Hyundai, Hyundai pony, <laughs> man. It comes in rust. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you guys love? Uh, I guess for me, it's the swirling noise. Uh, like, you know, when you pull the, the sink that swirling noise. oh the the whirlpool yeah oh, yeah 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 it's suckers. actually pretty the cool and that that <laughs> <laughs> you're like afraid you're gonna get sucked down there man <laughs> yes perfect venting noise <laughs> i guess the humming from a transformer <laughs> <laughs> it's soothing that you it's love soothing. it's soothing it is okay so I don't know what the technical. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he finds it soothing. Uh, I don't know what the technical name is, but I was at a condo today, and I used the sink just to wash my hands. And then there's like this hydraulic type of thing that happened after I turned off the water. I don't know if it's some type of water type of. That's pump. a plumbing question. I don't know. What but it was it was like a robotic sound for water, and it. I love it. It was in the furnace room. It's a powered valve type of thing. And I turned off the water after washing my hands, and I just heard it. Touch and this? Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that the solenoid? Yeah. Favorite sound. Wow. <laughs> favorite sound. Wow. In love. So favorite sound in construction. Um, uh, well, I know when it goes on, that's a good sign. So uh, compressor. You know we don't have to stick with something in our trade. I know. I Everybody would, is. I would have said has. like a nice banging Olsen speaker or a nice <laughs> B&W. I'm not yeah. saying that. <laughs> I actually said a water product. Thank you. I love the sound <laughs> of a nail gun when it's going pop, 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 oh, yeah. on the roofs or yeah. on, on decks and everything. Good one. Hey. <laughs> That's my favorite sound. When I hear that, it's like. Oh. Yeah, but you use the martel. <laughs> yeah. No? Uh, the martel uh, was uh, 20 years ago. You took mine now. I don't know the next sound. Huh? Skill saw. I actually skill like saw. the sound of skill yeah, saw. Skill saw. I actually like the sound. That was my second one. What construction sound do you guys hate? Bunch of screaming Portuguese on a roof. <laughs> the brick layers. <laughs> brick layers. <laughs> the subdivision. Those. Uh, what was the question again? What construction sound or noise do you hate? Oh, the generator. You know those the subdivisions. Oh. That constant hum. Yeah. That's brutal, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I think it's just because I did it for eight years, so it sucks. For me, it's got to be the um, quick, saw. Oh, quick, uh, quick cut. Quick cut. Oh, mm. oh, I, once you get older, it gets piercing, man. I do not like it. <laughs> I hate the one that goes, Wee! Yeah, that's it. another one? Huh? The oscillating Wee! An oscillating saw. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's it. The sewing yeah. machine. I hate it. Combination of the sound and uh, your hands itself, but so yeah, yeah it's a shitty. It's a it's a piercing sound. Yeah, uh, drilling through concrete, uh, coring, coring, coring. Oh, uh. man. oh like, with the SDS. Life coring. Six inch core. Yeah, or even bigger Most, in, the, in commercial. Yes. Sound I don't like is uh, no sound. <laughs> oh. Wow. From the guy who doesn't like construction. (laughs) (laughs) The the constant jackhammering. Yeah. Yeah. 
That becomes annoying. <laughs> yeah. Last three guys. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Uh, military. Mil anything in the military? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bruno. Honestly, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just I couldn't see myself doing anything else. I just love what I do. Really, like stripper? You can uh, anything. You can keep okay. it that. If you can I, keep it that. If I had track, I, what's that? You don't want to do track? No, but that's race car. About a trade over here, right? No, no, no. any other profession. Would you like to attempt yeah. any other profession? Honestly, God, I mean, um, I I would say uh, managing. Uh, growing up, I used to um, coach like little kids and. So a trainer. A trainer, right? Cool. Of pleasure, some sort. The pleasure of seeing the kids um, enjoy themselves and, and also learn. I mean, that to me is, is huge, right? So nice. You're a soft-hearted guy. Dennis? Bartender. Bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. Lucky nights. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Probably a pilot. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to be a cop. Remember that about you. A cop. A cop. Well, he looks like a freaking cop. <laughs> Everyone thinks this guy's Everywhere a cop. I ever Went, didn't matter where. I remember one time I went down to New York and I was, I met a guy on my honeymoon and with my wife and we went and visited him and everywhere I went, it's like, he's a cop. He's got to stay in the car. They always thought I was a cop. <laughs> and every, remember when we went to eat in the car. Yeah. At that, that restaurant? <laughs> as soon as we walked in, po, 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 po. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we thought we were going to get jacked that day. It's like, everywhere I go, they always think I'm a cop. Yeah. yeah. And he's got I, that cop I went one time for Halloween. We did a Halloween party at the uh, music nightclub. Everybody thought I was a cop. I even had a cop, undercover cop, flash me the badge thinking I was a cop because I had an authentic cop hat. I had the vest, I had the pants, I had everything. I looked like a real cop. You name it. I even had a, my pellet gun, my gun, my paintball gun, <laughs> my holster. Like, I was full blown. Everybody was looking at me like, oh, you're a cop, you're a cop, you're a cop, you're a cop. You look like a cop, man. I look like a cop. Everyone's a cop. So I always, I always like paintballing. I always like doing all that stuff. So I always wanted to be the cop. There you go. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, race car driver. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which NASCAR? You going left the whole way, or are you I doing real racing? F1. F1. That's what I thought. Okay, who wants to go left all the way, man? I thought girls yeah. would be like, <laughs> sing the blues. <laughs> <laughs> what profession, guys, would you not like to do, ever? Uh, anything, anything. Wow, not not just construction. Anything. Well, that gets your mind going, man. There's a lot. Uh, the porter potty guys. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> On a hot summer's day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can smell it. I think for me, maybe it'd be like um, those guys that just all they do is they weld all day, right? Just the fumes and stuff. It's that's hard. Yeah. Um, grave digger, cemetery kind of work. Yeah. Uh, probably a, a, a bricklayer. That tough. is tough work. That's that tough. Uh, fisherman. I would never want to be a fisherman. <laughs> Stinky job. <laughs> Stinky job. <laughs> I eat the fish. I don't catch the fish. <laughs> Roofer. Roofer. Oh, yeah, yeah, Last yeah. question, gentlemen. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Uh, for me, this is a little bit different. Uh, your dad's doing all right. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Hell's that way. 
<laughs> he didn't even point down. He pointed sideways. Uh, mine would be, um, and now the party can commence. What would I want to hear? No, uh, when heaven ex- or if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the party gates? Um, he did good, but did good. <laughs> That's what he's going to say? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. What are you doing here? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, there you go. What are you doing here? Yeah. Welcome home. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ah, gentlemen, this has been a blast, man. Thank you Brutal so much. The response is the yes. best. Oh, really? That was that way. <laughs> <laughs> you want to share the deets again for everybody, all the handles and everything like that, so everyone can follow them? Because you guys got all separate. Yeah, Instagram. so we have separate handles. It's just going to confuse things. Um, I think the place to start is theavisgroup.com. That's it. Yeah, there's a link to all of our Instagrams and all our websites right there. So theavisgroup.com is where it all starts, and that's where you'll find us all. And if you're looking for plumber, electrician, home automation, HVAC, GC, all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yep. I say we're done. We're done, man. It's only been two hours and 23 minutes. Yeah. It's been a blast. <laughs> it's been a blast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. We are out of here.